0: Welcome to Drunk Watching, our weekly pop culture podcast where we sip on a little something and talk about the films and TV shows we're watching right now. I'm Brittany Danielle, and I'm a writer, pop culture junkie, and giver of epic spies. (laughs) And I'm Andrea Renee, lover of pop culture, Brittany's Perennial Plus One, and I'm finally back at home. Yay! (sighs) You made it back home. We definitely made it, yes. It only took a month. <laughs> Girl, and pack it up this weekend. Crazy. Enjoy it while you got it. Uh, before we get started, this episode of Drunk Watching is brought to you by the House of 334, a creative services firm that specializes in beautiful brands for badass entrepreneurs. If you have copy, design, or social media needs. Holler at the ladies of the House of 334 at houseof334.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at House of 334. If you would like to sponsor Drunk Watching, hit us with an email at hellodrunkwatching at gmail.com. Or if you just have any comments, you want to give us a shout out, want to ask us what we think about a show, or bring up a topic to talk about on an upcoming podcast... You can also slide into our email inbox. Once again, that's hellodrunkwatching at gmail.com. And finally, shout out to all you guys who are listening, who are subscribing. We are on every podcasting platform from SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, uh, all of them. Tell your friends about it. Hit the share button when you see a new episode come out on Twitter and leave us a review. Five star, five star reviews. Um, Y'all know how we get down every episode. As soon as we get started, or before we get started, (laughs) we start to talk about (laughs) what is in our cup. Uh, Apparently, I'm already into my cup because I poured a super heavy drink because I don't have (laughs) most of my mixer. And I'm taking like two sips and it's already messing with me. So Mm. we'll see how this goes. Um, But Andrea, what's in your cup? Well, today I have a little Absolute Vodka and Ocean Spray Cranberries. To the mix. Cheers. Okay. In my hello beautiful cup. Yes. Remind me that I'm beautiful. <laughs> what about you? All right. You got a classic uh situation. I don't think I've oh, had yeah. ocean spray cranberry juice in eon. But today I have I still have a uh, dark and stormy happening over here and it's dark and hell is hot. Um so I have some overproof Bermudian rum from Gosling's and the last, like literally last couple of ounces of my ginger beer, which I needed more of it, which is why I'm probably, which is why this is probably be an interesting episode of drunk watching. That's funny. So is it more dark than stormy, or more stormy than dark? It's, I don't know yeah. which. It's, it's which. The, okay, the rum is it's called is black rum, so it's, it's definitely more okay. dark than stormy. Okay. More dark and stormy. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. something that I absolutely wanted to bring up was our field trip while we're talking about drinks. We didn't uh talk about our, our field trip. I don't know how many of you saw our stories on you know, Instagram. Coincidentally follow us at drunk watching on Instagram and Twitter. But we went on a field trip thanks to Brittany Danielle. I exercised my plus one while I was in town. And we went to a cocktail making class. And had all the cocktails, <laughs> had all and the night the cocktails, <laughs> all of them. The night. So much show that what your girl over you there think? got taken all the way down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did happily though, but I I kept it classy. I kept it classy. So that's what I do. Uh, but yeah, it definitely caught me off guard. Uh, but I had not had my fill of food that evening. They had little bites here and there and I thought I had eaten enough beforehand but um obviously not but all the drinks we learned how to make a what was it it's a uh a margarita holiday margarita Mm -hmm. we made did we make some kind of we made a holiday margarita we made a um an old fashioned, but not with whiskey with rum mm and we made um something else with berries but ours never got purple Right. I was, yeah, felt gypped on that. It tasted fantastic. Uh, yeah, but that all was good. all great. Uh-huh, that was the control. <laughs> they said <failed> with that <laughs> on the end, and I was like, yeah, I haven't gotten that yet. That's that French whatever, but um, shout out to them for hosting a bomb event, and uh, we had a great time. So I definitely wanted to mention that while we were talking about what was in our cups, And then when we have our live event, We'll try to recreate (laughs) some of this magic. But what are we watching right now? And uh, for a couple episodes. I just want to shout out the name of the thing was The Art of the Mix. That's what it's called because it's currently going around. They have one coming up in New York and there are a couple of them. I think in some other cities. I'm not sure where. uh Oh, here we go. Dallas, New York, Miami. So if you are, Interested? Go to the Art of the Mix Studio and see when it's coming to your city and sign up because it is a super fun time. We tried out some contrio. I don't know how to say it with the <laughs> French accent. That's all I was saying. I was um, like, it's said contrio with the with the okay. on the whatever. End. She mm-hmm. <laughs> um, some Mount right, some Mount Gay rum that was the rum we used for the old fashioned and then we had a gin based drink and we used the botanist gin. So those are the things that we use. They were really great and if it's in your city, go to the art of the wait, let me get it right. The art of the to see when it's coming to your town and so you can learn how to make it. I think we should definitely And do you the can Holiday follow Margarita. them? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That was the best one. And their Instagram is Cointrull underscore U S so we're not confused with the, with the main brand. So, but yes, absolutely. Go to the event, um, make all the drinks, make sure you eat (laughs) ahead of time because yeah, it was real. It was real. It got real, really fast, but it was also real (laughs) good. (laughs) And real fun. Absolutely. And and shout out to the friends we made. We made some Mm -hmm. contacts uh and so we'll we'll shout them out when we um <laughs> once we get sponsored that's and what Dan. i'm saying yeah. <laughs> the Steph and Dan. Steph and Dan, yeah they'll they get the shout out i'm talking about oh boy with the with the vodka oh yeah yeah when he gets when we get your vodka brother we, we'll yeah shout you out well too. we'll shout you out <laughs> okay got a gift to get got a gift to get Right. All, right. All right. So what are we watching right now? Of course we start the lineup with love and hip hop and uh, there've been two episodes and we want to catch catch up on both so we'll do a little mashup, but everything really is surrounding Tierra right now. Like Tierra's thought process about, you know, the situation she's in. I I really like I get it, but I don't get it. So, we have found in these past two episodes that she is continuing to have uh, relations, if you will, with Akbar despite having an open court case uh, or open. What is she? She's suing him. So having some, you know, open legal matter with him. And at first it was kind of speculation, like, is this happening? It's not happening. And then with this last episode, we actually see her with him. So uh, girl, you know, it's one thing. And I, cause I am not a hypocrite. I don't do that. So I have been in a situation where somebody is not good for me and I have gone back or stayed around or kind of let things slide done it but i feel like once you go public in the manner that she has gone public and you're suing somebody ma'am (laughs) ma'am like really you're gonna be going back uh and like flying out to see him this is not oh we ran into each other at the grocery store this is like i on purpose bought a ticket got on a plane flew a thousand miles because I believe he lives in Dallas or something like that, or has a home in Dallas, you, you did that. And then you're going to come back to LA and continue with the, tr- like, I can't, I yeah. cannot. She is. um Oh boy. I knew something was not right when people were like, oh. I don't know. Like it just never felt right. And, you know, I was on her team when the, when the first, came out like oh this man released the sex tape and then when she started like going back and maybe going back I was like oh god and then when she had that conversation so here's my beef with here for the most part Brooke and Monice were basically telling her the same thing their rock star told her right like girl, you cannot go back to this dude. You can't do it. I can't be there for you if you do it because I don't want to be a party to no foolish. I'm like, I don't want to look like a fool if I'm telling you that I support you and he's trash and whatever, but you're going back to him on the back end. And she was giving a whole sob story about abuse, which unless, you know, I I don't know. Maybe there is some abuse or whatever, but who knows with her. Um so when Rockstar, somebody who she does not know, maybe that was the key factor, had that conversation with her. Then all of a sudden, the light clicked on in her mind. She's like, you're right. I gotta leave him alone. After a minute, the, like the night before or two nights before, whatever, she was trying to hit him up for, for sex. And then the lawyer had to sit her down and tell her like, you're not helping your case. Like at this point, what kind of case could she even have? Because if I'm a juror, or a judge, um, I'm like, girl, your credibility is 100% shot. So God bless Tierra. Hopefully she sees her way through this whole Akbar thing. Um, But I don't know if I can forgive her for making me side with Rockstar because I don't like him
1: at all. Right.
0: When he said, you know, I'll have your bag, but I can't have your bag more than you have your own bag. I was like, oh my God, that's the best thing he has said since he showed up on the show and I almost clapped my hands and then I was like, I don't like you though. So I'm not. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then he went back to be a messy at the end with a uh, broke. So, you know, yeah. he, only, he, can yeah. on, he can only messy be boot. so, so good for so long Then he had to go back into his messy form. But I, you know, he made, he made valid points and I hope she heeds them. Um, I guess the other big thing from this last episode of Love & hip hop was uh moni's a d breakup situation um that was so extra, and then fizz being the rational one this is I'm like man, I still you know who knows I don't know what happened I don't know what's what um but I don't see how fizz of all people like shout out to him for being <laughs> no one of the most stable people in the situation. I was personally cracking up when he was on the counter, like, what was he eating? Peanut butter? With that big flavor? It was ice cream. It was like chocolate ice cream. He went in the freezer, got the carton, grabbed the spoon, and was, <laughs> was right. watching it was like it a, like service a phone.
1: Phone. I was yeah. here
0: But yeah, like, shout out to him for trying to make the best of the situation with his, his his ex-girls, ex-girl, and, you know, do what's right for their kid. Um, It just seems really extra, and hopefully the child comes out all right. I mean, well, yes, yes to that, but how are you going to break up with somebody, like, you're a girlfriend, um, you're not a wife, you're not, you know, two years is a long time, but again, I don't know how long it takes for parents to expose their children. So, you know, were they in this relationship and Cameron was involved for the whole two years? Has it been only a portion of that? And regardless, once you're no longer in my life, okay, if I have a kid, you don't necessarily have rights to my kid. And if so, I was with Monice on this, like, you're not going to Get to my kid without going through me. Like, are you crazy? Like, for her to show up at Fizz's house to so like, oh well, I just want to talk to you to see if I could come over here and spend time with him. Like, are you crazy? All right. Yeah. I don't I'm know. I don't know who I like. Not, him um, fall for the okey doke on that one because <laughs> it seems like him and Moniz already have a very complicated co parenting relationship. So at least he has the knowledge and forethought to be like, you know what? I don't need to do this without involving her because that's gonna mess up my <clears throat> co parenting situation. But I imagine right. it would be hard. Like I, I I don't know if you were with somebody for a substantial amount of time and I guess especially depending on how old the kid is. I don't know how old this Cameron child is. Um but I can imagine that you yeah. would possibly form some kind of bond with them. And that would suck to, like, have to walk away. But as somebody who's not their parent and who's not married to their parent, <laughs> like, you you don't really have a choice. So I get it. It sucks. But I think A.D. will be fine. Um, I just went about it fine. the wrong way. She just went yeah. about it the wrong way, in my opinion. You know, and who if, knows? if your relationship there, if got back together. <laughs> now that part is true. If your relationship with the child is so important, then I feel like you would be more careful about the way you do split from the kid's mom. Like, okay, look, maturely, me and you are not going to work out but I don't want it to be so bad that I can't, you know, come to birthday parties or or whatever, you know, take Cam to the park or whatever. Like those are the things that you have to think about. She hella blasted Monique, Monique, Monique. And I'm not even sure because I couldn't read the post. I know they put them up there, but I didn't pause to try to read what the hell A.D. said. But you put Monique out on Front Street like that, broke up with her via text, and you already know she's, emotionally unstable and then come you know come back around like oh i want to have a relationship with cam it's like mm, you can't do that you absolutely can't do that and definitely not without her so like you said she'll be all right in the long run um i respect wanting to continue to be in a kid's life because as we said in plenty of episodes ad was probably you know <laughs> one of the more uh stable influences in cameron's life so you know it it would suck to have that kind of ripped away but at the same time like you know his parents are his parents so you know you can't supersede that yeah can't supersede it gotta be more careful (laughs) about who you get into a relationship with um we didn't get a whole lot of over these last two episodes, we haven't gotten a whole lot of Ray J. I take it this is right after the baby was born, so that's probably why. Like he was at home, um, you know, being a new dad or whatever. He popped up a little bit, um, talking about he's gonna have a sip and see, and he wants to. Who is he talking to? I can't, um, Oh, he's talking to rock star. He was a rock star mm-hmm. to have the baby. To, like, oh, I'm gonna have this sipping see Everybody's gonna be there, and Rockstar has he does not pull a Safari, <laughs> and it's like, nah, I'm gonna have to schedule a private sipping see time <laughs> because, again, Rockstar making the logical call on that one. So, guess I can't be too mad at him. Um, mm, this Rockstar was his and Akbar, <laughs> right? This was his episode. Rockstar and Akbar rock and ock that was they get together that was fun a pop song right they get together and have some words i don't know why people like meet up to try to fight knowing the security is like right there and will jump in the middle before you can get and and people still be like theatrical about it like get off me get off like y'all you're not going nowhere Mm -hmm. apparently the people from Love and Hip Hop Security needs to work on the Black Ink Crew because they be getting hit in. They be going... <laughs> Maybe people get actually hit and beat down on Black Ink Crew, so yeah, they need to hire the Love and yeah. Hip Hop Security team because it's... It gets real in the ink shop. Get but, um, lumped up and rock- wigs, wigs, <laughs> <laughs> wigs <dry>. strong. <laughs> lots of wigs. Oh god. Um, so Rockstar and Akbar, I'm mad that their name, run, their names rhyme. <laughs> they exchange words. Rockstar's like "Leave Brooke alone." Akbar's like "She calling me right now, player," which she probably was, knowing her.
1: Right, right.
0: And I mean there was no there was no resolution. There was just a bunch of threats and so we'll see, I guess. Yeah, they compared fashion. Uh, red bottoms to Gucci shoes. (laughs) And that was it. It was very uneventful. But I don't know. You know, I'm not mad at Lil Rockstar for trying to defend, I guess, Tierra's honor. But I'm not sure he would have been able to take Akbar. Is he like personal trainer? And like his whole, like his face change. I was like, he might be, he might turn into the Incredible Hulk on that ass. I'm not sure. But so I'm glad that didn't happen. Um, go back to your car. And then he looked like he had on a little Christmas onesie. I was like, <laughs> he was on his way back to the truck. I was like, look at his little cute red suit. Oh, my gosh. And so he's like a gangster or something. Because I heard all this blood, blood, blood. I was like, oh, Lord. Here we, we go. we talking about Rockstar? Rockstar, uh-huh. Um, he was like, I, guess. Oh, you know. I guess. he was, uh, I guess, because... 'Cause when he said treetop, my ears perked up. I was like, Wait, are you from Compton? Like what what is happening right now? But Yeah. You
1: know,
0: and then of course that was followed by him and Ray J having a talk and Ray J got this red red bandana. I was like, Are y'all trying to give us messages here? <laughs> y'all yeah. blended out of uh, on loving Hip Hop. But um, it was a mess. It was an interesting mess, but it was a mess. My lord. Well, I think those are really... Oh, Marcus and Brooks. Marcus, Brooks, Marcus and, and Rockstar. <laughs> right. And Rockstar. And this is, this, is, really this, this is where his positivity... This <laughs> is where his positivity ran out. And his messiness yeah. once again took over. Um. No, wait. Before we move on to them, Aspar's wife was wilding out of him, right? And the she girlfriend. Was camera time. I want to. What's the girlfriend's it. name? Uh, I don't know. Ale- why I want to call her Alexandra like Fabiola. Okay. Oh no, 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 no. It's like it's either Alexandra or Alexandria. <laughs> okay. Or Alejandra, Alejandra or something like that. Right. Like either way, she's doing a lot. And she's like, I got my man's back. I was like, girl, are you in a trance? What is happening right now? Because he's married mm-hmm. to her. He's sleeping with who knows who else. And you, the one talking. About, I'm down for him. You didn't have his back. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. Especially when the two women don't get along. Like, I think if you're going to be in a successful polyamorous relationship, Both of your people got to get along. Like, they can't, y'all can't be beefing for it to still be. It seems like they might have been until this latest development because, you know, the way that, you know, Tiara came to confront them, Sade wanted, you know, it to be clear, I'm on the top. And then it's her and then you. And then it started to be, you know, this kind of friction between them. Maybe when it was just the two of them. We don't know, clearly. But, um, yeah, it just seems like she's trying to assert herself at the top of the hill, which, quite frankly, if she really is his wife, then she is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But when you're cheating, you know, uh, you really don't get, you know, you don't have this position because your husband is cheating. So nice. I don't know. She yeah, she did a lot. She, you know, showed up there like some kind of whirlwind in that the Dallas house and she showed up at Rockstar's uh party and I just felt like, okay, she's just trying to create a storyline for herself because there's really nothing else for her. Now that all the women know about each other, there's there's nothing else. So I think she's just yeah. trying to create something. Yeah, pretty much. And that's Oh, okay. Finally, Brooke and what's his face, Marcus. Um, they both of them seem like the type where ultimatums don't work really well on either person, and yet they keep giving each other ultimatums and, <laughs> and daring the other person to like break them. So Marcus meets with her and is like, "Hey, stay away from Rockstar. I don't want you working with him. I don't want you talking to him." And which you know what? He's actually right. However, when he starts to pull the whole, like, I'm not going to let my woman, I was like, oh God, this is not going to go well. Um, First of all, y'all are not married. (laughs) Uh, So commanding and letting and uh, leading and all that stuff, like, y'all not married. Um, Secondly, that's just not the way to, like, if you know that you're Partner is stubborn and headstrong and doesn't react well to ultimatums. Like, don't give them an ultimatum. Just say, like, hey, I don't think it's a good idea for you to be hanging out with this dude because da 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 da. da. And you let mm-hmm. your feeling, your personal feelings, be known about it. Like, it would disappoint me. I'd be upset about it. But don't just go straight to you. You're not gonna do it. You can't do it or else because where else are you going to go? Because you know that person is going to do that, especially Brooke. Like, you know her. Right. And he was like, go on and play with me and see what happens. I was like, oh, this is getting, getting a little spicy. And like, a little, little spicy. But what did she do? Yeah. She went straight to Rockstar.
1: See? Well, I don't know yeah, straight, yeah. but
0: she went to Rockstar and not only worked on a song with him, like hosted a party or was that a party or whatever like she probably wouldn't even done all of that if it wasn't for marcus being like you can't do it i forbid you to do it you gotta stop giving people these ultimatums mm, right and uh, you know because yeah people will even if I I believe that even if everybody, that a person does that to another, if that person wanted to comply with what you said, the fact that you presented it that way is going to surely just, they'll they'll do it out of spite. Like, you know, let me just see what you're gonna, you know, what you're gonna do. Or I'm not gonna be a punk about it. You're not gonna be able to tell me what to do. And Brooke, clearly has established herself as a petty person. So there's that. Yeah, super petty. And I just feel like it's, I mean, currently they're not married. So whatever engagement they have or may have had or whatever, like it hasn't resulted in a marriage to this date that we are broadcasting or recording rather. So I just don't, I don't know um and he has something even, going on with amber diamond right where they're presenting it like that's it's something, other thing. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah. yeah so all that's supposed to come to light on the next episode um how many i know we i feel like we say this every week but how many episodes are there because i feel like this is the longest show ever so much is happening. right it should be it's ridiculous well, yeah, I, know, I, I don't um, even know what episode I think at the end of November, Love and Hip Hop New York starts. So that's when this is going to run out. <laughs> between now and then. Okay. So we got a couple more episodes. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, All right. Well, well after, on to the next. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: On to the next fuckery, which is Tiny and T.I.'s, T.I. and Tiny's Friends and Family Hustle. So after... Tiny filed for divorce in 2016 um, amid a bunch of shit from Gi Cheating rumors, uh, his whole beef with Floyd Mayweather, that whole thing. Um, They decide to break up. And then the following year, a few months later, they decide not to break up. And so now we have a new show um, about the friends and family hustle. So we have... In addition to Tiny and T.I., and I'm guessing, like, not all of their kids, because I'm not really going to center on all of them like that. Um, we have Tiny's daughter, uh, Neek Neek, or Zonique, I think that's her name. We mm-hmm. have Toya Wright and Rae uh Carter, who is Toya's child with Little Wayne. We have Monica, who I like to call the mayor of Atlanta. And then we have Latoya Luckett and her husband, Tommy, also known as Tommy. Uh, and I think that is all. So the first episode, which came on this week, started with a bang. Because I didn't know. I didn't know if they were going to ease into all of the, you know, rumors and whatever. They just get right into it with T.I. and Tiny talking about him smacking some girl in her butt. Um at a club or behind after a show or something. Um, And fun fact, that girl is apparently on Greenleaf with Latoya. Oh, shoot. You're right. Nobody, do you know, do you know, super small? I don't know know which character it is. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Dang. But she's apparently on the, the show with Latoya Luckett, who used to date Ti. Apparently, who used to date Ti? Right, all in oh, day. interesting to you. I'm guessing mm-hmm. it had to be like in the 90s because Tiny and Ti got together in 2001. But who knows? Because the way his commitment is set up, they didn't get married till 2010. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe they were off and on. Right. Well, Tiny said it was before her, but you know, like you said, the way his commitment is set up, <laughs> you might have thought that right? and been wrong. Right. Um, so they get into a conversation about him being all caught on video with this girl and, and T.I. tries to Jedi mind trick her to being like, you're not really mad at the video. You mad that people calling you about the video. <laughs> and, and Tiny's like, no. I'm mad at you because if you did not act this way, there would be no video in the first place. And then T.I. starts to bust out his thesaurus and say a bunch of words and they end up
1: positive
0: <laughs> <off their> notes. <laughs> he is so intelligent though. I, I'm i so torn, not really, but I I like him uh, You know when he's doing his social action thing, um, definitely as an artist, um, as a father as a hustler, like I, I'm here for that. Uh, But what I saw last night, I was just like, oh, dude, you know, you have this beautiful family. You clearly have a devoted wife, somebody that's, you know, willing to really ride or die. And um, particularly because we didn't mention this, but anybody that's been on planet earth knows about their legal issues. So you had somebody, you know, that held you down through not just cheating stuff, because most people go through that, but like jail time and almost set herself up (laughs) for some day jail time for you. And the least you could do, in my opinion, you know, if you don't do dirt, can you keep it out of the street? Like I, the homeboys that he met with, they were like, why do you keep getting caught? And that's really, you know, like why do you keep doing things really is the right question. But, you know, if this is who you are, yeah. why can't you at least keep that on the way, way low or at least wait until, you know, are we going to get back together, you know, or not, we're going to stay separated, do your thing. And then, you know, we'll see what it is afterwards. But all of this, it, it seems like to me, he wanted her to just, chill out like you know I'm gonna be with you you know as he said like oh there's nobody that can create this chemistry you be with somebody else I'll be with somebody else blah 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 you know I'm gonna be with you I'm gonna take care of our family I'll be whatever but I'm gonna also do this and I'm gonna just need you to to chill out that's what I got from his whole diatribe and I I wasn't I wasn't okay with that I was really disappointed yeah he's be because. Yeah, Clifford Tip is a disappointment. Um, He basically was like, because even when he hung out with little Duvall and the other dude, and the other dude was like, so do you want to be with Tamika forever? And he was like, look, <laughs> you're about to catch me. I can, he, but he was basically like, as long as I can do me, which means cheating and not being questioned about it, then yeah, I could be with her <laughs> forever. And why wouldn't you? Like, if that's the setup that you're going to have, if you can pop in when you want to pop in and then pop out when you don't want to be in, why wouldn't you just consider carrying that on for the rest of your life? But my thing is, like, how is that a positive relationship for Tiny? Like, I, I mm. get I get it from P.I.'s point of view. Like, he probably has been cheating on her this whole time because, or just not being faithful in general because he has two... His two older kids are by some woman and then him and Tiny's kid is, like, right under that. Like, they're stair set. So he probably has been doing this for God knows how long. So why should he change it now? But maybe he just wasn't so blatant and in the streets about it. Which is yeah. where she was talking about the disrespect, which I totally get. Like, if you are going to cheat... Don't don't bring it to my doorstep. But
1: if you are going to
0: cheat and your partner is okay with that, as long as it's not blatantly in the street, then you need to respect that. But so he seems to just want to do what he's doing and don't care what she feels about it. Um, and then to have her friends, when she goes to Latoya Luckett's house later on, to have the friends be like, oh, not a lot of people know how to stick it out. I give you props for being resilient. And yeah, like, are you kidding me? You giving her props for being resilient to this bullshit? Like, no, we need to stop doing that. It's not healthy. And then you want to wonder why, like, why are women so angry and bitter? This is why. (laughs) This right here is Mm -hmm. exactly why people are angry and bitter. Because you got no respect. Yeah. And I mean, with the exception of, well, John Gray and his wife are there. I mean, we don't really know a lot about their marriage. I mean, it looks strong enough. And I assume in eight years, they've experienced some things. But they seem to have, you know, a loving, beautiful partnership and relationship. Latoya just got married like a second ago. So um, whatever. And admittedly, before then, had had her share of drama. Monica, <laughs> look. Um <laughs> I know she's married, but I have not seen any interaction with Shannon Brown. I was really um surprised that he wasn't on the show or featured in any kind of it seems like, you know, it's her, the kids and her parents. Like, where is your husband? And I feel like he was in the news or in the blogs, um, over the past few years about potentially you know, something going on. And Toya, I don't know, she says this guy is fantastic, her her baby's daddy. But, you know, she said that about Memphis and she's also was married to Lil Wayne. So I really, you know, it's kind of a skewed <laughs> situation. There. Like, respect, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I know you guys are girlfriends, your friends. I, I was having this conversation i with someone the other day. Like, yeah, you you dish to your girlfriends, but it would really be great to have a girlfriend that actually knew what she was talking about. <laughs> like, not just the one that's like, stay girl or leave girl, but somebody that can actually counsel you from a wise place. And a lot of women lack that. They don't have that. Um, I'm glad I have that, but you know, and not as lucky. So yeah, I thought my yeah I thought Monica approached uh some sensible advice when Tiny was like yeah he said or he's trying to do better or whatever and um I guess Monica must have told her about her dude last year (laughs) maybe when she first filed for divorce because she was like I told you about this last year um but yeah I don't know it 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 does not bode well, and I do not like people being on her like, oh, that's so great that you can stick by him and make it work. Like, make what work if she is right. in turmoil? It's not working, it's, it's working not working for TI, right. it's not mm. working for her. And far too often, we, um, women particularly, are told, like, oh, just be there for your man, have his back, you will Um because a lot of people still think, like, being single is some kind of failure. But, like, being in a relationship that um, harms your spirit, <laughs> your emotional
1: mm-hmm. life,
0: your emotional health, and all that, like, that's a failure. So I really hope we get somebody on this show. Who tells Tiny, like, hey, you gotta do what you need to do for yourself because it's tragic. Um, it looks like Toya is doing that for her daughter <laughs> because Toya knows she's been in those shoes. Like Rajinae is what, nineteen? She's supposed to be going to her sophomore year at Clark, Atlanta. And now she wants to drop out to be an actor, um, slash to be with her rapper boyfriend. And Toya's like, I already lived this <laughs> life. And I, I don't want you to live right. this life.
1: Skip that. Um, mm-hmm.
0: But the thing is, like, she basically picked a dude just like her dad. Little Wayne has multiple kids by multiple women. He's a rapper. He's had some run-ins with the law. Like, Ray Janae is basically dating her dad. Damn. And that happens. That's a very real thing um and just unfortunately some dads are bummed so. <gasps> right yfn lucci i didn't even i didn't even know who he was i still don't but, i didn't you know. either i looked him up though he's an atlanta-based rapper <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> with four kids
0: with four children and he's 27 so he's just very busy and they look like little children from his Instagram. It's not like he got like a ten year old or whatever. I mean, he might, but all the children I saw were like younger than seven, Damn. little children. So, <clears throat> good luck, girl. Good luck. Good luck. <sighs> um, well, you know anything else about the the family hustle? No, no. You know, guess we'll see what's coming next. I like, mm-hmm. I always love the family hustle anyway. So, you know, hopefully this will be a good addition. That's I liked I it, but mostly it. for the kids. The kids were funny. Exactly. And I feel like they're they're exactly. all growing up. So. <laughs> right. so they probably won't even really be in there. And then I saw an article somewhere that was like, oh, T.I.'s son, they're not happy with, you know, how he's treating their mom or whatever, which makes sense. I hope not, I hope they aren't and and maybe that'll be helpful in him, you know making a change or making a decision like go on and get along with your life um or get it together and be the head of the family now, also, since we've seen this happen with love and hip hop, you know, I guess we can't assume that tiny's not you know kind of calling them back or trying to keep it together even though he's unwilling to change. So, you know, girl, you have to make a decision about what you will or will not accept. Because, yeah, like, oh, come with me to the housewarming party or, you know, do all these things with me like we're still a couple, but we have some serious issues. That's not going to work out either. So, they, I don't know. They need prayer and counseling. They need prayer and counseling and a divorce. But that. That's my advice. Um That's <laughs> this is me. moving on in our reality <laughs> recap from these last two I know. Years. Um, let's see, I caught up I think on Black Ink crew. It's it's a stressful show. I did it's so stressful. Uh, the last two episodes, everybody's fighting, there's fights, there's a wig flying, there's fists flying, there's Somebody's dad's in the hospital, and then that that goes well. But he he's mad at the girlfriend. It's just a lot. It's it's a stressful show. It is a lot, and really the only things on there. Um, Jada, the the new the old receptionist gets fired. They bring in a new receptionist. So we'll I think we'll see more about her. The actual sh- uh, next episode premieres tonight. Um, she has some some stuff kind of going on with her um caesar and the whole beef with puma and him being in the shop while he was gone to uh, new orleans and kind of saw that come to a head um the whole thing with alex and donna it's really sad but it's like what did you expect though i think it's mostly kind of misunderstanding but donna has been a free spirit it's kind of the same story over and over again She's been a free spirit. She slept with almost everybody in that shop. She was in a relationship when Alex pressed up on her. You know, it just so happens that she got caught. Her boyfriend kicks her to the curb. Now they're together. You can't really expect her <laughs> to, or you shouldn't really expect her to turn around and be some model girlfriend because that doesn't seem to be who she is. Though I believe she really does care about Alex. She doesn't have this Kind of internal switch on, switch off um, type of thing. You know, she likes to hang out. She's a party girl. Um, the priority just wasn't about him and his dad. And so I understood, you know, Alex got mad about it, but it's like, this is what you got, dude. Like, stop wiping up people or uh, girlfriending up <laughs> people right. that are not worthy. Like, you know, they. They got together and it's not to say like, okay, if you cheat with somebody, you know, or you're messing with somebody that's in a relationship and you guys wind up together, usually, you know, kind of the, the adage is they're going to cheat on you. Like you really shouldn't expect more than that. Um, now that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. You may go on to have a loving, fruitful, monogamous relationship, but, but give it time to get there. Like they just, you know, kind of did their little side under thing last at the end of last season and now you know you're in this full-fledged relationship like i think they still needed time to really get to know each other to date to whatever um i don't know how old these people are but alex seems fairly young in that capacity because he was just like ready to throw it all away for donna i don't know and so i think that's why he's really hurt you know that she she hasn't shown up. So it is a, a highly stressful show in terms of like, you know, the emotions, the fighting, um, the backstories. You're seeing more about people's personal lives, this guy and her son, Caesar and his daughter, um, Walt and his kids. And gosh, um, oh shit. I don't know if you've seen the episode that he's been in, but he has a tribe of kids. Um, so, you know, you just see the things that they navigate through. And then of course, how they they deal with each other so god bless them um we'll see they're supposed to go on some sort of team building trip tonight so we'll see how that goes Mm -hmm. we'll tweet it (laughs) yeah follow follow the junk washing twitter page for for updates on all the stuff that we don't get to talk to on this show because there are a lot like um we probably won't get to talk about million little things we're on it we probably won't get to talk about manifest we're on it we probably won't get to talk about yeah all the other reality shows although we're gonna spend a few moments on married to medicine but we are definitely here to talk about our anchor show and because we have to combine two episodes we want to get to that uh quickly yeah um yeah so be sure you are following us on twitter and instagram both pages are at drunk watching so you're up on all the updates and in the combo and you can talk to us directly and ask questions or make comments or whatever give us some topics for upcoming shows we out here um married to medicine you want to take that one or you want me to take it um i mean just to kind of catch up Toya and eugene are building a house um, you know, they've gone through as much as they've gone through, and so they seem to, you know, be on the up and up financially or, I guess, enough to build this dream house. They took their kids out there to see it. Um, I thought that was a nice, uh, black family, black excellence moment, so that was cool. Um, Heavenly is still on her uh road to change, so you know, she told daddy Damon (laughs) about her trip. And I think, um, at this point she has even gotten back to her, uh, her therapist, you know, and and talked to him about it as well. And so, I mean, I don't know with heavenly, like I, I like certain things about her and her life. Um, I think she's overcome a lot to see like what her background was. Um, I think she has been and probably still is deeply insecure Um, you know, I don't think she's ugly, but she does have a different look, you know, so I can imagine like coming up. I think she said she was like, really, I don't know if she was really, that might've been Mariah, but whatever, you know, like, I don't think she was excited about her looks, her social skills clearly were off because she spent a lot of time in the house and studying. So I just think she's had a lot to kind of work through. Um, and, and maybe she hasn't worked through it. She's kind of worked around it. And now she's in the, you know, point in time that she's working through. So some things about her, you know, are like kind of endearing and you want to give her a hug. And then some things you want to mush her on the face. Yeah. Um, and on this last episode, let's see, they have the little plumber party, Quad and Toya makeup, but only after they are about to get into a fight. Um, <laughs> And before that, Mariah and her husband, Aiden, comes to her with some bad news or some, maybe not even bad, but just news about his job. Like it's merging with another medical group or something. So he may or may not be out of a job or they may or may not have to move um, to either California, North Carolina or Houston, I believe. Um, Fun fact. So they're doing a married to medicine Los Angeles. Um, and now I'm wondering, <laughs> I only randomly heard about that because a friend of mine said her friend is on it. So I haven't like gotten any info about it. She was just like, oh, yeah, they're doing Married to medicine. My friend's going to be on. I was like, OK. So now that this whole thing about Mariah possibly having to move, I wonder if that's how they're spinning off that show. If she moves to California, even though she says she don't want to move here. <laughs> so yeah that that um that slumber party uh well they always have good food it seems (laughs) i will say that like they have a good food but you know they stay on top of quad and i just you know i'm over it um quad has never been an oversharer about her her business or her life and they're like pressing her so tough when i'm like what else do you need to know Like, they were having marital problems. He allegedly, you know, had an affair or was close to it. She filed for divorce and moved out. What else do you want to know? Just like, how are you feeling? What are you doing? Like, look, be my homegirls and get my mind off of it. If I came here to, you know, pull up, drink, or whatever, that's what I'm here for. I'm not. Here to be pressed. Um, and particularly, you know, when you know, unfortunately, some of the folks in the circle aren't necessarily there about her well being. You know, they just want to be nosy or they want to have the opportunity to gloat because, you know, caused a bit of pain in, in the ass, too, over the years. So uh, I'm sure she feels something about that. Like, dang, now I have to be vulnerable in front of these same people that. Um, you know, I may have made fun of or, or whatever uh, about their relationship. So ah, we shall see. We shall see. We shall. But I'm, like you you said, I'm tired of that storyline. So hopefully this will be the last of Quad versus everybody trying to get the tea and um, we can move on to something else because that's is boring like how many times are you gonna i just like stop asking me this is what i don't get right y'all they all know that they're messy and then how can you be so offended when somebody doesn't want to share their personal business with people who are known messy folk like i wouldn't tell them anything not a thing ever
1: To uh, keep pressing no. her
0: about it is just ridiculous. But it seems to come to some conclusion. Her and Toya cry it out after arguing it out, right. and then they're they're apologizing, apologizing to each other. Now Toya needs to do the same with Contessa, um, <laughs> because if I was Contessa, I wouldn't. She seems like she has a regular life. With the actual whatever, I would not even want to be in that circle. But go ahead, girl. Good luck. Okay, we are here. We are here for our anchor show, Our one of our favorite shows, maybe our favorite show right now of the fall, yeah. although there are some contenders. Shout out to Manifest and A Million Little Things. Um, but we are definitely here for This Is Us in all the twists and turns that it has taken us on on the last two weeks because this is another uh, catch-up show for us. Last week was just amazingly busy and, you know, it didn't happen. We didn't get to recap episode four. So on this episode of Drunk Watching, we are recapping episode four and five. Um, So let's get into it. Uh, In episode four, episode four was all about Jack. And kind of uncovering Jack's, um, not even all of it, but like a little bit of Jack's time in Vietnam um, and Jack's childhood. So it opens, um, I think it opens with them in combat, right? And Jack is kind of like excited to go home. No, it opens opens with with the shot of him showing up to see his his brother. brother. But we don't know, yeah, we don't know anything. So we start and end in the same, you know, same place. With but. the same scene. And I feel like at the end, mm-hmm. we still don't know anything <laughs> about no. Jack's brother. No. But, we just saw his face, when they were, it. <laughs> Yeah, because when, when the scene opens and Jack like pulls up on his brother and the dude is like, you know, you see him from the neck down and only from the back. But you you're looking at Jack's face. So I didn't mm-hmm. know if we were going to see him and like he was disfigured up. or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I That's was what I concerned thought. about. But none of those things happened. Because <laughs> so, cause Jack's expression changes so much. Like I didn't know right. it, what we were supposed yeah. to be saying. getting recognized that moment. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. like to play with our emotions, they, they really they do. do. And these last two weeks have definitely done that. Um, (laughs) So cut to Jack and his his unit, I guess, in active combat. Um, And they're kind of talking about going home and what they're going to do when they're not even active combat. Like they're just on patrol or something. They're walking through a jungle, I guess. It's Vietnam. They're walking through a jungle. And they start talking about kind of what they're going to do when they get home because they have like 90 days left before they go home. And I immediately thought, <laughs> whenever somebody talks about, um, in a movie about war or in a show, you know, like a gang member, any kind of conflict, I'm like, oh, God, these people going to die. Like, these people are going to die. So, that immediately made me feel worried. Like, the black soldier is talking about going to try out for baseball and being Willie Mays or somebody. I forget. Um, and then... Booyaka, a bomb goes off, uh, some shots are fired, somebody gets blown up, and it's, it's old boy. And I forget his name, because he pops up again, but I think, it's is his last name Johnson or something like that? I don't, I don't remember those details. <laughs> okay. Sorry. But yeah, of course, his foot gets blown off, and I guess that's better than being dead, because <laughs> so, I... I think I was sleeping that night and I was like, Oh, he's pretty he's gonna die, right? Because he's pretty good going home and trying out for baseball. This, this basically mm-hmm. means he's dead, but he doesn't die, but his foot gets blown off and he wants his foot which both me and Jack were confused about. Right. Like, just give me my foot. Let me hold on to the part of me. I, yeah, I didn't I didn't get that either, but I felt the same way. I was like, oh my goodness, he's making plans for a future he does not have. Uh, so mm-hmm. I was antsy during that whole scene. And I mean, even though he lived, I, I mean, you can only imagine coming back, you know, without a foot, he clearly had a different life than he was planning on. But um, the moment between him and Jack uh, was really even a foreshadow of what we were going well, I don't know Yeah, what we were going to see, but what had already occurred um, when he mm-hmm. talked about, you know, being scared, and you know, stop pretending that you're not scared. And Jack says, I've been pretending my whole life. I don't know any other way. And I saw a lot of people, you know, tweet and retweet that quote and their responses to the quote. It was pretty heavy, uh, you know, because in a war situation, clearly, but people just in their everyday lives like. You know, the whole fake it till you make it, um, you know, type situation like this is how many of us live day to day. Like, yeah, you know, I don't know what's coming or maybe I do know what's coming, but I have to keep putting one foot in front of the other anyway. And so it really showed, uh, you know, his courage and how brave he is. And of course, we you know, find out just how brave, God bless him, just how brave he really, really is. Mhm, and the other thing we find out is the whole um, in that same conversation, when the guy is like, "Oh, we spend our our whole time scared that we're gonna die. We forget to do the thing that that keeps us alive." So you know, when mm-hmm. Jack is kind of preparing his friend to like fly home with his without his without his leg and everything, and the dude is like, "Well, I'm going home. You still got some more time, and now you got it without me watching your back." And so they have this moment where you know, he tells Jack to breathe. And then we, we cut to a scene of Jack telling a um, teenage Randall to breathe. We learned maybe last season or the season before about Randall's anxiety and how he can get all worked up. And then Jack has told him, like, to breathe, calm down, calm down, breathe. And we see how Randall passed that on, too, to the scene between him and his biological dad, William. Um, on that really, really awesome episode when they go down to Memphis um, and then they're in the hospital. And that's basically when William dies, like Randall tells him to breathe. So, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, leading up, we were talking about. I think it was the previous episode when Randall was all in his feelings like, oh, how how could Kate say she's the only one who can carry on a piece of dad? Well. It's clear that each you know in their own ways, like all of them are carrying on Jack like Jack was such a a presence in all of their lives, um and you know a present presence, not just you know some people have parents who are kind of like they do the parenting thing, but they don't <laughs> they don't really form relationships with their parents um, and it's clear that like in their seventeen years, if they had him, like he was really forming these bonds with his children and it's interesting to see like who helped him create the person that he became. Um and one of, you know, one of those people was this guy who was in his uh in his unit. <clears throat> yeah, I was super dope. Just like you said, you know, we're seeing the pieces um, that created the character that we've, you know, already begun to love and then and then we lost Thank God for the flashbacks. Speaking of
1: flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. Speaking
0: <laughs> of flashbacks. Because, you know, during this episode, we we do our normal back and forth. And so we went back to Jack receiving uh, a letter from the brother's name, Nick. But she answers mm-hmm. the door with, uh, with two black eyes. Like, oh, my gosh. That poor lady yeah. was going through it. And so Jack walks in. she's reading the letter and and crying. And so when he picks up the letter and and reads it, he sees that his brother had been article fifteen that you know, I wouldn't know what that was, uh, but thankfully, they gave us a <laughs> description um so for being a uh, reckless endangerment to himself and his fellow soldiers and um you know, it didn't seem like he. Took any responsibility for it. I think he's uh, part of the letter was like, you know, like I'm the problem or something like that. Uh, so he was explaining, but uh, I, my thought was that he was, you know, on some sort of substance um, and he had given up hope, you know, to even make it back home. And so we continue to see, you know, Jack's relationship with his brother and his you know feeling of responsibility to take care you know of of his brother and um at that point you know we find out that Jack actually enlisted initially to follow his brother um and I don't think I mean I think I just assumed because he was older that he went first and then his brother followed him I don't or maybe at the same time, but I did not. That was totally shocking to me. Uh, We find out about his pre-existing heart condition, which likely could have contributed to, you know, how he ultimately died. That was so crazy too. It's like, okay, the smoke inhalation, which, you know, of course is a lot, but like he went from being fine to having a heart attack and dying, like in a matter of minutes. And so, We see um, a candy bar. (laughs) Right. Right. I was like, wait, what? I just went to get a snack. So, you know, we find out all these things and how determined he was to get over to see his brother. You know, he had the doctor, you know, kind of run him through how he could get around um, you know, the heart condition showing up. And I was just in that moment, I was just like, Wow, like. I have two sisters. I, I love them dearly. I'm trying to figure out, you know, if faced yeah, in that not, kind of I'm situation. I'm not going to anybody's war for anybody. Yeah.
1: Like <laughs> am I trying, am I trying to get to Vietnam though? Right. not I, nope. I I'm unsure. <laughs> Absolutely not. I,
0: nope. Um. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, the Lord knows who to give these tests to. Right? Because it truly is not me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not me at all. Um, the cra- yeah, I I think I assumed as well, like because Jack was the older brother, that he was the one who went to war and first. And somehow his brother came along in there. Like, I don't know much about <clears throat> Vietnam, but I do know that, they wouldn't necessarily take all of your sons because one of my, um, my grandmother's, two of my grandmother's brothers were in the military. Um, and one of them did die in Vietnam. And when he died and he was the youngest one, when he died, his older brother was still in the military and they like, they booted him out, not booted him out, but like they, he got out because of that. Because I guess the government doesn't want you to like lose all your children <laughs> to the war um, in a in a draft situation, right? So even learning more about that, like I didn't really know a lot about the draft situation. I didn't know how it really went down. You hear about it and you're kind of like, oh, well, you, you know, you go into the draft or whatever. Like um, our parents are around that age that would get drafted. I remember my dad being like, he tried to injure himself. (laughs) I remember my dad being like, oh, he tried to injure himself so he wouldn't have to get drafted. And I think Nick gets drafted in, I think it was 1970, right? So like my dad graduated from high school in like either 69 or 70. So he would have been prime time for the military. but i think the thing that helped him out <clears throat> was that his father had died when he was younger and he was the oldest boy so they were like okay well we won't take you but we'll take your bro- <laughs> we'll take your brother so one of his brothers ended up in the military but not my dad but just to think about mm-hmm. like how crazy that has to feel like you're going to watch on tv to see if they call your birthday like i didn't even I don't know. That had to be nerve-wracking, you know, to see if they're going to call your birthday and <laughs> and then put right. you into this war that's killed up all these people. That's crazy. Absolutely. We were, um, actually, I was sitting here with my mom watching it, and she was saying the same thing, like, you know, my grandmother <laughs> wanted to go to Canada, um, you know, just in case, you know, protect my uncle. And I mean, you know, my mom, so she... <laughs> She was like, I told them I didn't want to go. Me and Dad could stay here and the two of them can go together. <laughs> I said, Well, Dad. Right. But thankfully, because right. I asked, I said, Do we know anybody? I mean, like during the episode, I was like, Do we know anybody, anybody, you know, in our family that got drafted? Because I had the same feeling like, Man, you know, you're sitting around. Eating your dinner and watching the news for right. your birthday. So or whatever you're going yeah. for. And she was like, Yeah, no, none, you know, none of us. And that's what she told me, you know, what happened. You know, my grandmother was all frantic, like, We gotta we gotta go. Yeah, flee up north. And she was like, uh, y'all can go. <laughs> we'll stay. I was like, Wow. Of the family, just like well, somebody had to work and send money. I was like, okay, well, right, that, <laughs> right, that, that sounds better. But yeah, yeah, I I couldn't imagine that either. I mean, we were we've been alive for war situations, but not, and I don't remember you know any type of draft um, situation. Right. So that in and of itself, like you said, that had to be um, nerve wracking and, and for. Some, I mean, Nick appeared to have been—I don't want—not weaker, but just no, needed a little that. more assurance. You would say that? Say. Okay, I will say that. Okay, I'm trying no, to not offend the, anybody. No, no, maybe not the word weak. He just didn't seem <sighs> strong. But that's <laughs> yeah. The week, he didn't seem <laughs> as confident. There you go. Okay. Because even when. Um, the only time that he kind of, and Jack was always his protector. And, you know, there was that scene where him and Jack were playing uh, playing catch in the yard and Jack like accidentally hits him in the, in the face with a ball and like bloodies his nose and breaks his glasses. And they're like, oh my God, let's fix sixties before dad comes home. Because by that time, their dad is like a complete abusive jerk. um, And then the dad doesn't even notice. <laughs> he just, he just like. Picked right. Up after all of that. Yeah. Right. Because cause he was probably drunk because he was drunk, I guess. Right. which Which brings up more questions, because when we flash back to when Nick is born, um, their dad tells his dad that he doesn't drink. So now what, like, you know, what happened? What happened? What happened? Between. Yeah. It's like all of it transferred. It was like the granddad mm-hmm. was this jerk. They're praying that the baby doesn't, you know, isn't born on his birthday. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then ultimately we see Jack's dad is, you know, has become the the drinking jerk. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a generation later, Jack is the drinker, but, you know, thank God he's not a jerk. So uh, it just kind of keeps filtering on down. So, yeah, that is it definitely is a story there. But you can tell that that relationship, that father-son relationship at the top, or at least, you know, the, the first one that we see with the grandfather and the dad is like, it's missing something. It's missing a whole lot. And then clearly uh, between Jack and his dad, um, you know, it's missing. Right. And often, you know, people will repeat patterns or they will make it so that they are the complete opposite. And so we saw mm-hmm. with Jack, you know, like you mentioned, establishing those relationships uh and those and and making those memories with his children like on a daily basis like yeah they had 17 years which is not a lot of time but he probably did more and left more with them than you know some people get in many many years with their parents so right that's pretty good The thing that I was going to say about that was like the one time Nick did try to sort of be the superhero, like when him and Jack had that conversation about Superman and Clark Kent and Nick was like, superheroes don't wear glasses. And he's like, what about Clark Kent? <laughs> and and so like that night, the dad came home and was arguing with the mom in the kitchen. And then Nick is the one who hears it first and wakes mm-hmm. up and is like, leave her alone. And then his dad was about to like hit him. But previously to that, Jack had told him, like, oh, I'll never let him hurt you or I'll never let anybody hurt you. And then, you know, Nick's about to get hit. And then, boom, bigger Jack pops up. And the dad doesn't. I mean, even though the dad is, like, bigger, he could have probably hit Jack, too. He he just doesn't. Maybe he sees something different in him. Mm-hmm. He can't intimidate him in the same way. Um, <clears throat> and then Jack gives... Uh, it was like the little things, right? So when Nick gets out of bed, he leaves his glasses. Like that's his Superman moment.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: goes into the kitchen, like, like no it. glasses, stands up to his dad. His dad's gonna flex on him and hit him anyway. But Jack stands up right. and you know, in the gets in the middle of it. The dad decides to like, oh, you three deserve each other. And then Jack gives Nick back his glasses. So he immediately goes back to Clark Kent. Um Clark Kent, All right. And I feel like he just kinda of stayed that way for their whole relationship. Like as soon as they hear that his, his birthday is called, Jack is like, All right, here's the plan. We're gonna go to Clint, Canada. I know a guy, you're gonna get a license, you're gonna get whatever, and then Nick decides not to go through with it because of his dad like his dad when they're leaving or like when he hears that he's going to be in the draft his dad kind of sounds worried or whatever like because when they get home he's like make me proud son it wasn't any um he didn't give him any put downs he didn't say any like oh I bet you're gonna go over there and whatever like because previously he had been putting him down like need your brother to look out for you all the time you need to grow up but when he hears Mm -hmm. that you're going to go into the war he's kind of like make me proud son and so the day that they're leaving to go to Canada Nick is like oh dad's never going to talk to me again which in hindsight that probably wouldn't have been a terrible thing (laughs) if you were alive (laughs) but you know people want (sighs) People want their parents to be proud of them, and they want their parents to love them, um, even if their parents right. are terrible people. So he decides to make a choice that ultimately was not the right
1: choice,
0: I think. Well, we don't know, but it, it doesn't seem like it was the right choice for him to to go into the mil- to the military. Right, right. So, I mean, that that's the gist of uh, episode four. I mean, after he goes, uh, oh, you mentioned uh, in one of the other flashbacks where Nick was born and Jack and his dad have, you know, that moment where he tells him, you know, that uh, big brothers look out for little brothers and that's their only job. And, I, you know, definitely what you just detailed and what we saw is like, he took that very seriously. Like, I won't say too seriously, but almost too serious. he's like super big brother. Okay. Uh, you know, to, to go over and find his brother in the war. And we, in the episode, uh, the way that we began with him seeing his brother and like you said, you know, just having this, you know, concern, where you know, like it just looked like something wasn't right, and so when we finally see the brothers' face, I mean, it he looked quote unquote normal to me, but I don't know what you know what that meant for for Jack in that in that moment. But we you know we see the two brothers come face to face, yeah. wrapping up yeah, episode he, four. Yeah, I mean he just looked dirty. Like I was I was wondering I was trying to look like I even rewound it because I watched it again on Hulu and I was like did I miss something? Did he, was he burned? <laughs> I was like, no, he's just dirty. <laughs>
1: um, right, right.
0: Um, and so, you know, but your family or especially somebody that you're really close with, even if they're not your family, like they can tell if something is not quite right with you. And maybe that's what his brother was like, mm, something is not right with my brother right now. Mm-hmm. Like, this ain't right. And we didn't get an answer. (laughs) And in episode five, we get some flashbacks because it comes to sort of present day, but we still don't know what happened with Jack's brothers, so maybe that will be uh, one of the mysteries of this season because the first season, first and second season, it was all about, like, how did Jack die? (laughs) We
1: finally Mm -hmm. learned it Mm -hmm.
0: in the second season and felt some type of way about it. Um and now we have a new mystery. We have a couple actually that we're, <laughs> we're gonna get to um in this upcoming episode. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely curious. And now that Kevin is investigating, I'm curious to see what that will what that will happen. What what will come of that as well. Absolutely. Well I guess we have to wait. Because, like I said, (laughs) they like toying with our emotions. And instead of leading us into, you know, more answers, they led us into more questions. (laughs) More questions. So the next episode. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The next episode is, uh, or it's titled, Toby. And uh, I'm glad I, so I watched it on on Hulu as well. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the episode starts. And I see this kid, and I was like, who the hell is this? You know, like, I was totally confused. And so I was like, let me let me see what this episode is called. And sure enough, uh, as soon as I saw the title, I was like, oh. And then, you know, I got into the frame of mind. But they're good for that. Just like, you know, I want to bring this up. Cause I don't know if we talked about this. Uh, it might have been the first episode. When they brought in, like, the football player, Was that that was still this season, right? They showed like the the one of the Steelers,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, like him growing up, episode. and I was like, "That was who the, the mere, hell is this?" I yeah, I didn't
0: understand. <laughs> I didn't understand what that was about. Um, yeah, that was and that's how I felt because. I, okay. Yeah, I thought like, is he in the family? Like, who is this guy? But right. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So that, but that's the same <laughs> feeling I had. With, you know, initially, and I was like, wait, let me see if I can do some research. So the episode opens, and we see a young Toby and his parents, uh, you know, are arguing. And uh, at a point, you know, the mom says, like, oh, sure, you know, you're going to go to her or whatever. And, you know, we saw Toby's parents in the season finale, last year's season, or not last year, last season's finale. And, uh, you know, kind of his interaction with them at that point. But this, you know, took us way, way back. And so clearly the parents weren't getting along. Uh, It's also at this point that we realized that his mother, Toby's mother, um, suffers from depression and, um, you know, kind of helps to shine a little light on what Toby had been going through as well. And You know, his dad clearly, well, I'll say either was unaware or just was uncaring. Um, As many people do, they just consider it sadness and not necessarily, you know, something that is uncontrollable, um, you know, something that can be chemical. And so, you know, the dad just seemed to be very intolerant of the mom and then even, you know, Toby to tell him like, Hey, <laughs> nobody's going to, uh, you know, appreciate you being a sad sack. You know, it's not, it's not going to fly when you, when you're grown. And right. I think, was, you know, Toby tried. That was terrible. That was terrible. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think now, I like, and I think too, now we're looking at it from 2018 perspective. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess Toby's is the same age. So that would be early 80s when, you know, a lot of people did it. it people still, like you said, don't understand mental health, uh, things like depression or anxiety. There's still a lot of people who don't get it. So it's it was even less known about, I would say, <clears throat> in the early 80s when, you know, Toby was growing up or late 70s or however old he's supposed to be. And it was just kind of like, hey, get over it. Um, I know that when I told my parents, I didn't even tell my parents initially, like, hey, I'm going to a therapist. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I remember I had a conversation with my mom because only because I needed her to babysit for me and watch my child (laughs) while I went to the therapist. And then she was like really concerned. And I'm like, no, I just, me to go and talk to somebody who's not all up in my business like that like who's not invested in my life right um and i remember she was like initially she was like are you going to physical therapy i was like no (laughs) i'm going i'm going to be a counselor for my mind um and she was really like you know i don't know about this uh kind of thing but then she got over it and she was fine um and my dad, too, was kind of like, why you want to see a therapist? Well, he was special. So he was like, why you want to see a therapist? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, don't let them put you on no medication. But there's still, like, that stigma around therapy that people don't understand. So for Toby in the 80s or late 70s, it was it was even worse. And particularly for his mom, like, it, you know, when we were watching her in that store, She's very clearly, and at least in my mind, dealing with at the very least postpartum depression because she has that little baby, mm-hmm. and she has mm-hmm. Toby, and um, Toby doesn't quite understand either because he's a he's a kid, and he's just trying to like make her laugh, <laughs> and so he starts doing some tonight show jokes,
1: right. Um,
0: and that makes her laugh and kind of like cheers her up to the point where she can now shop for his clothes, like do basic functionality. And so that that taught him like, hey, you can, you can try to like joke your way through this, um, which he kind of still employs between him and Kate. I don't know, you know, maybe we'll get to see more of his interaction with his ex-wife because um, we saw some of that in this past episode. But this whole show is kind of like, is it, a reminder, like our, you know, our, our childhoods, our past definitely inform, mm-hmm. you know, positively and negatively who we become in the future. Right, right. And so, um, you know, I just want our, our listeners to realize we we switch formats. We're going to talk characters at this point for episode five, right? Are we're going to just go straight through. Yeah, because episode, well, it was easy because the last episode was just all about Jack and Nick and the war. (laughs) And this one brings everybody back into it. And so the way I took notes was just by character pairs. So we have Toby and Kate, we have Kevin and Zoe, we have Beth and Randall and Rebecca and Miguel. So even though all of those things kind of pop in and pop out, like I think it's more helpful to talk about each grouping <laughs> because yeah you know no, I just want to make up, sure that they follow, follow us yeah <laughs> yeah because <laughs> when they it show up they it follow. tells a coherent co- coherent story even though like how we see it on the screen is like this scene is this this scene is this mm-hmm. so, yeah mm-hmm. so um speaking of Toby and Kate you know that's where we are they are waiting for news uh, about their, uh, their IVF procedure. So we ended last, uh, episode with eight eggs, and then, uh, they were waiting on news about which eggs were fertilized. And I think they went from eight to three. And then Mm -hmm. from the three, you know, did any of them take and they got one and then she had to, um, well, they had to implant or I wanted to say upload. Um, <laughs> they did both. They, did both. they right. uploaded it yeah, they into did her, it. her body. There you go. <laughs> and so, you know, the the last bit of news was, you know, hey, are, is she pregnant or, or not? Uh, but between all of this and, and waiting for that last bit of information, they decided, you know, you're going to go to work. I'm going to go to work. And, you know, we'll get this news together tonight when the doctor calls. Well, Kate goes off to work. And I'm glad you noticed this because I was like, what are they saying? It wasn't a telegram. I didn't know what they were talking about. I was like, is this some yeah. news? Yeah. I, I, I figured it was a singing telegram. But I was like, I don't right. know what they're saying. I, I have no idea. A telegram. Okay. So she was... <laughs> She became Adele. I was wondering, yes. like, why is she looking like that? I mean, I thought she First was nice in the guy's response. Yeah, was I, over the top. Was, like, oh my god. Yeah, I was slightly confused um, when they showed her all dressed up Bec- because the show often flashes back and forth. I was confused right. about whether that was present day Kate or was like this is Kate a few years ago. Um, I, I couldn't tell, but apparently I think that was present-day Kate. Yeah, right? present-day Kate. I'm, she still, just, I'm still not she totally... She just was dressing up. Okay. Yeah, because I was yeah. like, maybe... Because we haven't seen Kate working in a very long time, so I didn't know where this came from. That was the thing. Yeah. yeah. Because and then the she explained... hmm No, i was just saying? She explained to the guy, you know, when things go bad for her, when she gets sad, she shuts music out of her life. And, you know, she's kind of had a tumultuous time between, you know, being pregnant originally, losing their baby, so on and so forth. So um, I think that's, you know, why we've seen this break. But yeah, it, no, it was definitely confusing to see her show up in this getup. And then even when they said <laughs> that, I did not equate the two. Like, oh, I don't. I was like, what's a telegram? That's what I was thinking. Like, a telegram. And I was like, are they saying telegram? It doesn't del- sound like <laughs> it. It's a telegram. <laughs> That's pretty cute, but I, it, it totally missed me. Totally the only reason me. it clicked for me is because of her hair. Like her hair was kind of like side swept into one of those classic mm-hmm. Adele styles. And, you know, I'm Adele's. you know, a great singer. I haven't gotten into all. I tried and it just wasn't my jam. So. I can't tell you yeah. besides hello. She didn't, hello she didn't the sing one side. that I knew. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it Thank wasn't you. like she did hello from the other side. I was like, Adele. I just really was listening close. And I, I used my context clues. I used to tell my old students. And that's what we had. And then telegram. Wonderful. I'm so glad we're, <laughs> I'm glad I had you. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Meanwhile, you know, <laughs> Kate is off delivering an telegram, and toby is supposed to be at work but he has gone off in search of how to get back on his pills uh, and the pharmacist is like hey you have to talk to your doctor and he's like hey that's not gonna work for he's like, i just i just need a prescription i was like oh yeah. no toby and so okay Side note or kind of an adjacent note about, you know, marriage, because, you know, clearly that's something that we both want, you know, healthy relationships and Mm -hmm. marriage and family. But this is when, you know, I get concerned about, you know, not about actually doing it, but, you know, how people just kind of jump into things because I feel like this is real life. This is real life stuff. If you can't tell the person that you're with, like, I mean, what he did, I thought was like, honorable and admirable, like, okay, I'm going to get off these meds, so that we can do this. Um, But I need help, like, and I'm not gonna be able to stay off of them forever. Right. I feel like that's something that you have to share with your partner. But at the same time, you know, she's been so fragile, I guess he's probably thinking like, you know, we're both fragile. But you know, I'm able to kind of carry this more or maybe it's my responsibility to do and all of that jazz. And, you know, what's the point right. of having a partner if you can't like share the load or lighten somebody else's load? Like I would hate, hate, hate to be in a relationship where somebody felt like they have to constantly save me at the expense of themselves. I think I feel that way from um a million little things too and I don't know if you've right. g- gotten caught up so I won't go any further but that you know that is a point right there like with your spouse you feel like I'm oh like I have to hang myself to save them and that's that's not going to work because that'll kill the other person like if something happens it, to you right isn't that what William basically tells right. the best and he's like pretty much he's trying to prevent safe. that like stop mm-hmm. being <laughs> Stop being the background. You've done this long enough and you need help yourself, which is something we see in this episode. Um, especially. And she both her and Toby. Um, and I guess Toby comes to that place only because he's driven there. Like he eventually is mm-hmm. there, but only because he can't conceal what's going on with him anymore. And I think that is mm-hmm. so um typical i would say of men but not even of men of like people who are Mm people yeah people who are used to being the strong one um and who are usually counted on for being the strong one (laughs) those people are usually pretty weak like not weak but like they're not as strong as people think they are they're just good at pretending right Mm -hmm. and so toby as a as a little kid which is why i think we get to see that like he starts to be the strong one for his mom especially because she's mm-hmm. in this toxic relationship with his dad she's going through her own thing aside from you know maybe postpartum depression and other types of depression they look like they have at the very least uh a dysfunctional marriage and at most right. maybe abuse happening. Um, and so Toby learns that he, need, he, can, he can make her laugh. So he learns that. And through that, like he can be the rock for her. Like, oh, let me provide this normalcy for my mom because my dad is trash or whatever. Right. Right. Um, and so right. He, he goes on to be that for, I'm guessing his first wife, Josie. And then when that comes tumbling down and he gets off the medication for whatever reason that we haven't quite learned the first time. Um, and then when he meets Kate in uh, not quite Weight Watchers, <laughs> whatever means, <meeting laughs> he um, he immediately becomes that for her, like, immediately, right away. Even after right, he has right. a heart attack or whatever, like, he still is the strong one um, in trying to make sure she's okay. So he, he just kind of slides into that role. He decides to do the thing that he shouldn't do. I'm, I'm guessing, like, if he would have had a conversation with Kate and his, his psychiatrist, they could have weaned him off enough to get his sperm cat Like, they could have done some things. But he was like, all right, I'm going to take right. my team. I'm going to do this. Let's get pregnant. And then, <laughs> then it just starts to unravel. Yeah. And, that, and, and the common thing is communication. Like, communicate with your doctor. They could have helped you. Communicate with your spouse about, like, say something, but just, you know, trying to keep it all inside. And I I get it, you know, because in my personality type is saying, like, let me figure it out. But I think, again, it's as you're getting older, um, you have more experiences. And definitely, if you do, you have loyal people in your life that have proven themselves. um, You know, they are people that you can trust that's the reason they're here. Like if we were supposed to just exist in and of ourselves, really none of us would be here. It would have just been Adam and the animals. Like
1: right. <laughs> they <would have> just,
0: <laughs> none of us would it have made
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: But because, that. so that, that is, um, you know, that's something just to think about on the, on the side, you know, when we're talking about relationships and, and I, I really felt bad for him. Cause I'm like, you're already going through so much, but to feel mm-hmm. like, you know, I can't tell the person that I'm supposed to be the closest to is, you know, oh, well, to be awful and yeah. leads me to say, well, why, you know, why even be in, you know, in a situation like in a marriage? So, um, you know, so he goes through this day where you know, he's, trying to get the pills. He doesn't get it. Um, He winds up playing video games and just loses track of time. They're supposed to meet back at four o'clock for this, Mm -hmm. you know, decision. I don't know how far away the arcade was or wherever he was, but, you know, at a quarter to four, he knew he wasn't going to make it home. (laughs) Um, And then when he makes it home, then, um, you know, Kate is a piano and i really all oh, was so scared was so, right so <laughs> only because scared. only because we had this we had been built up
1: yeah we had been built up yeah.
0: because through those flashbacks those damn flashbacks
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: they, they got us built up to fear um because you know we see after the Delegram graham dude is like you should be on the voice and she's like well I can't sing when I'm sad and I've had a lot of sadness. And then we flashback to Miguel bringing the piano and Kate being suspicious, like teenage Kate. Mm -hmm. I don't like her, but I, Uh, I understand. Teenage Kate is always like lurking in the background.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like being Mm -hmm. mean
0: and like suspicious looking, but I get it. Like she just, she just lost her dad, so it's, I can't be yeah. I can't be too mad at Teenage Kate, but, you know, they get this piano from Miguel, and damn it, this is us writers, you are really trying to get us to like Miguel, like, damn it. Yeah. Um, I, I feel was like they're trying episode, to get us. This episode was really about Miguel's actually a good dude episode, which, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, so we'll get to him. Um, So Miguel brings the the piano for Rebecca because he knows that she's into music. Kate is like looking at it sideways or Rebecca's like, oh, my God, this is is," it was like therapy for her. Um, Mm -hmm. And she finds Kate kind of playing around on it. She doesn't really know how to play, but she knows Kate knows how to sing or loves to sing and so rebecca's like showing her a few things <clears throat> and then um kate just can't do it like cuz we've already heard from grown up kate that she has a hard time seeing when she's sad whereas rebecca's like man this makes me feel like the sadness will just burst out of me and it it gives her a relief so mm-hmm. <laughs> when we see grown up kate playing the piano After this conversation with her mom about like releasing sadness through music, I was like, oh, shit. She is. This did not work. (laughs) It didn't work. Oh, it's late. It didn't work. Everything has gone to shit. But yeah, it worked.
1: It worked.
0: Yeah. She's pretty. Yay, Kate. And yay, I would hate, you yay. know, after all the drama with her mom they and her brothers I and swear stuff. Oh god. Yeah, god, they better not <laughs> we'll make her lose the baby. Yeah. I'm so I was sad. just like, Thank God, that she and well she's at least gotten to this point, because, you know, they were so against, you know, the process and all of that. So I was like, At least mm-hmm. it yielded what she wanted at this point. Now of course, you know, we gotta get to a smooth delivery, so Kate is pregnant. Yay, in the middle of our celebration, Toby freaks out completely. Like, you know, I thought you know, I thought it was just general dad surprise and happiness, but I was like, "Oh no, this is something else." Like, was that like an anxiety attack? He just he he it just it overtook him. Um to the point where he needed to go lay down. Uh and that's when Kate actually finds out what's going on from the doctor. And then we have the scene from the season two finale happen, where she comes in and he's like, you know, laying on the bed in front of the fan. And she says, you know, the doctor wants you to come in and talk about adjusting your meds. So that's not as far down. That wasn't as far down the line as I was thinking, you know, Um, we, we, we kind of reconciled that scene. Now we have to yeah. see about what's going on at the other Pearson household. Like, <laughs> I know. but can I just say, like, I'm glad that that. I feel like I thought in the season two finale that felt a lot more um ominous
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: than it it ended up being. Like, who? But who knows? Like, I don't know what the process is like. Um, Going off your antidepressants and then getting back on them. We learned from the pharmacist like you just can't start at the same dose as you where you got to ramp up. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think this, one, this show does a really good job in general of just being an entertaining show. But two, I think it has done a really good job of um, kind of stripping away maybe some of the stigma around getting help for mental illness. Not even, I think, the word mental illness <laughs> makes it seem like something's wrong you know what I mean like that makes it seem more right. like you're about to I don't know I don't want to say anything <laughs> super offensive like. but I think it, that makes it seem more um, ominous for lack of a better word than it is like just if you're depressed I don't think that makes you crazy and that's normally the word people mm-hmm. go to and even if you have like bipolar disorder that doesn't necessarily mean you're quote unquote crazy in the way that when we say that, like that is such is crazy. Like we look at Kanye right. and we're mm-hmm, like, that mm-hmm. is crazy. But like he's, he's not crazy per se. Like he's, it's something and I don't know what his treatment plan is or if he's following it, but I know people with bipolar disorder and they don't act like that. So I don't, I think we do often stigmatize people with our language um and just the mm-hmm. way like the casualness we talk about it like such and such was crazy they did and Z thing but they did it for a reason and so this show particularly around men who i don't think get a lot of um and a million little things <laughs> but like we're gonna keep talking about them in conjunction but both mm-hmm. of those shows together uh and black men Shout out to that with um Randall right. and his anxiety and I can't remember what um uh, Romani's character is. What is Rom's character's name? Rome. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that's basically his name. Um his name, <laughs> and Rome's yeah. character on a million little things. Like he's dealing with depression. Like I think it's really good that shows are taking a look at these issues in a very human way, like the way they present in our, in our lives. And so Mm -hmm. I've had people like men that I've dated who looking back, I'm like, Oh, they were depressed. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. mm
1: -hmm.
0: I don't know what was going on with them. They wouldn't talk about it. They wouldn't open up. about. Like now I see like, Oh, they were depressed. Um, And so I like the fact that these shows are dealing with these issues in a way that makes it, seem normal versus like oh this person's just crazy whatever that means right right absolutely Um, and uh, another thing I would add is that it's educational I think at least a couple of times in the review today you know we just talked about hey I didn't even know this about Vietnam or the draft or about you know different things surrounding depression so it's you know seeking to give us information. I think, you know, um, the uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS, um, there's information they gave about that, which is PCOS, which is, you know, the reason why she couldn't get pregnant or was having difficulties or whatnot. So I think they do a, a great job of sharing information and, you know, kind of giving us more than we probably would have otherwise or or you know introducing Mm -hmm. things to us that may not have you know touched our circles or we didn't know you know like oh maybe I should get this checked or maybe I should you know consider this so I absolutely you know love the show for that reason yeah that those things like probably do touch our circles but people people don't feel comfortable talking about them and so maybe this this makes them feel a little bit more comfortable talking about them. Maybe not a whole lot, but maybe a maybe little. Maybe not even a whole for lot. My, even for myself, like I've never characterized myself as having depression. Um, but you know, and uh, we've talked offline. Like in the last few months, for whatever reason, and it, and I think that's the thing. Like I think when I think of when I personally think of depression, or when other people think of depression, they think of like there has to be something that triggers it. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be some kind of traumatic episode that triggers you to be depressed because they equate that, like you said earlier with sadness. And when I'm recognizing myself, like I think I've been, you know, muddling through some low level, low grade depression is not necessarily kicked off by some kind of traumatic event, but it's just like, <sighs> Whenever I felt like, oh, I'm feeling some kind of way, like I'm just not mm-hmm. feeling quite <laughs> like my normal self, and it's not like, oh, you're ovulating because that's also a thing for women. Like around, right, around that time of the month, I start to feel a little emo, and then I, then I realize why. But it, you know, when it extends <laughs> longer than that, or when it extends for like months, and I'm like, huh, what is this? What is this? Because I'm not like sad. But it's something, and so I like the fact Mm -hmm. that we are able to have these conversations, and then you know share from people opening up about their Um, issues—not even issues, because I feel like that that is another stigmatizing word—but share about their experiences, and to let other people know like they're not alone, um, and it's super normal. Absolutely, absolutely. So Kevin and Zoe, um, okay, so I feel better about Zoe than I have because I really Mm -hmm. was going to sign a petition to have her kicked off the show. Like I was like, why is she here? (laughs) I don't, (laughs) she is so uninvolved. He's trying to engage her. She's just like, "Eh." I'm like, girl, you don't have to be here. You're not central to the story. That's how I felt. But then, you know, we find out that she actually has some feelings. So Kevin sets out on this journey to find one of his father's military buddies, which we find out is the same guy that got his foot blown off, which we'll say his mm-hmm. name is Johnson because I, I don't remember. Um, and on the <laughs> on their road trip, there are several instances where, you know, Zoe ultimately reveals that she's uncomfortable because she doesn't think that Kevin understands things about her because of her, you know, because of her blackness, like, you know, Mm -hmm. the the things that we do or that affect us that, you know, it just kind of flies over, uh, the wasp's head. And of course it. it does because Kevin, um, and here's the thing like we and maybe she thought kevin should know because he has a black brother he has but a black brother mm-hmm. up, right but like growing up kevin didn't seem particularly interested in every little nuanced thing about randall's blackness like until they became teenagers maybe like but even yeah. then they still had sort of a they had still like a little bit of a contentious relationship but like mm-hmm. uh Super, like, childhood Kevin, we learned that he didn't like Randall from (laughs) jump. Like, him and Randall always had, like, an issue, and Jack, they had to go to that lake house and sort it out. Teenage (laughs) Kevin seems a bit more, um, teenage Kevin is caught up in his own drama, as teenagers usually are, but he doesn't seem malicious about, like, his brother being Black. Like, that's not the issue. His issue is like right. he's he can't find his place, he feels overshadowed, and then when his dad dies, he just starts drinking. Um <clears throat> and heading down <laughs> heading down that generational path. So like, you know, we we caught up on that. And I feel like a lot of probably a lot of the viewers didn't know why Zoe needed a silk pillowcase, right?
1: Right. Like when she right. mentions
0: like, Oh shit, I forgot my silk pillowcase, and Kevin's like, Oh, my girlfriend is high maintenance. <laughs> um <laughs> and she's looking like no, that's not really No. No. Although mm-hmm. I don't use a silk pillowcase. Uh Me neither. that would I'd probably it not would be too, easier. I yeah. I don't tie my hair up <laughs> like, either, so
1: <laughs> I might yeah. need to switch. I
0: need to get but that. like we those of us who tie our hair up. Not even all black people, like black men, I don't think they would automatically get that off jump either. Um, but you know, those of us who are familiar was like, huh, this is why she's mad about leaving her pillowcase. And when she got to the store, I was, I, yes, I was like, oh, really, store lady?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, and this too is one of my, like, my, I primarily date black men for this reason, as Zoe kind of expressed, like, I don't want to explain myself, but if you have somebody who is trying, and I feel like as much as I felt really meh on Kevin these last two seasons, um, third season Kevin <laughs> seems to be really trying. Like you can't just shut him out. You know what I mean? Like he seems to really be trying to figure out who he is, uh, through, through his dad and like that whole trip. Yeah, I think being sober helps, um, and right. having gone through those experiences, quite frankly, I think he's just like, okay, I'm not gonna just piss my whole life away. You know, I, I want to have purpose, and you know, I want to do things that are worthwhile. I want to have a relationship or a family. I mean, clearly, Randall has a full fledged family. Kate mm-hmm. is starting a family. Um, you know, his mom has Miguel. And so, you know, I'm sure that has to be I think, lonely. I think he wants to be taken seriously, which is not something mm-hmm. that he has had throughout the years. Like he was on that show, The Manny. And then he was basically a joke on that show, which is why he quit. Because he wanted to like mm-hmm. be a more serious actor. And then he went to off 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 Broadway and that didn't quite work out. and. He got this dramatic role. And when Kat, uh, Kate is like, you have gravity, like she's surprised that he can he can pull <laughs> off a serious role because he's like goofy Kevin, you know? And I think he yeah. wants to be taken seriously. And people people don't, for whatever reason, for his choices, for their choices, whatever, like they don't always take him seriously. And I think he sees this as his chance to be taken. He's trying to be taken seriously. Shout out to that. Shout out to that. And so, you know, ultimately, Zoe, you know, shares what, you know, her feelings are with Johnson's wife. No no. To... no, 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 no. I looked it up. I'm no? sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> Robinson. Robert, Robinson. Robinson. Okay, I like Go I know it was some kind of son because he's black, and okay. that's what we do. But it's Robinson. His right. name is Don Robinson. Robinson, which they're not very creative because his real name is Charles Robinson. Because <laughs> that actor has been in You're all right. of things. He's yes. been in a bunch of stuff. Night Court. Um, Night Court. Yes. Yeah, and his name is Charles Robinson in real life. So now he is Don Robinson on This Is Us. <laughs> That's like Roman. What is his name? Romani? Romani. His name is like Romani, Romani. but he's Rome. Maybe I was like, why? Yeah. Anyway, we're not, maybe we can start a whole little thing with podcasts, but we're not here for that. I know. So, Robinson, Robinson. So, she tells Robinson's wife, you know, about the store person's rudeness and you know, the pillowcase and, you know, just feels like, yeah, I don't want to explain myself, uh, you know, to him. I don't want to explain blackness to him, but the wife says, you know, you have to decide if if Kevin is worth it. And just like you just said, you know, he is becoming a different type of person and we, you know, we're rooting for him. And I feel like he really, really does uh, like her. I mean, particularly to have Beth have you know given him this warning so to speak like uh -uh. go the other way and he's still you know kind of giving it the old college try um Uh you know this is but i just feel like that's what happens i don't know what like you said maybe she did expect because you know he kind of has a black family if you will because of randall but i'm just like if you're dating outside of your race whoever you are you're going to have to explain even when you date inside of your race
1: <laughs> you
0: have to explain certain things that you do um you know maybe within your family or culturally or whatever whatever's been passed down particularly traditionally. around hair like mm-hmm. instance, all black men do not get um, maybe now in the era of like more women with natural hair, they might understand. Mm-hmm. But in the creamy crack era, like I don't know if people yeah. were tying up their hair. Like I was younger, so I, I don't think I've ever really tied up my hair with consistency because it always came off and so I just be like, Why why even start? Which is why <laughs> I'm <was> gonna <laughs> investigate this whole silk <laughs> So pillowcase situation. Like, I'm even late to the party. I know people who have used silk pillowcases because they, too, are like me where the scarf just comes off in the middle of the night somewhere. Right. Um, right. But I feel like, again, like you were mentioning before, it's all about communication. And in every relationship, um, interracial, intra-racial, you know, friendships, whatever, like, you still have to talk to people. If they don't get it... Right if you care about them you're gonna have to explain so they get it and zoe comes around to that realization at the end but like i was like girl if you dump this man because he didn't recognize that you need to still pillowcase because you're not bougie like um beth was right
1: (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) exactly get out of here let let kevin get a black girlfriend who (laughs) Who's <laughs> gonna be worth a damn? Cause you ain't it.
1: Right. She might
0: be it. She might be it. She might be it. So uh and, and I think she shared that with him. Like you might be worth it. And so, you know, I guess we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if either one of them are worth it. Right. Plus the
1: two At, of Mr. Them. House, uh, though, mm-hmm. At Mr. Robinson's
0: house though. Yeah. At Mr. Robinson's house, Kevin. Mr. Robinson gives Kevin the runaround. He was like, I don't know. So we find out that Jack's been I don't want to say lying. Lying because I like yeah. Jack. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you do <laughs> lying. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call him a liar, <laughs> but we find <laughs> oh God, Jack, why? We find out that Jack has not been totally honest about his time in Vietnam. Apparently he told Kevin he was a mechanic um turns out you know we know because we saw last episode he was running things he was like in charge he was a sergeant right um and then in the very last in the very last so okay (laughs) let me back up in this episode kevin you real from from mr robinson um mr robinson is he being very coy, like he, he'll tell him like, your daddy was running things, but that's basically it. He, he was like, maybe some things he just stayed lost on. He gives them that real ominous like old person thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. When they think they are doing you a favor, like you don't need to know this. But that only makes you want to know it even more. Um, right. But so finally, before the episode ends, Mr. Robinson circles around and he gives Kevin a stack of letters because Kevin asked him, like, did you hear from my father after you came back? He's like, no, nah, not really. Turns out he did. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he didn't know the other people in the picture, I guess. I don't even know if that's true now. Everybody's a liar. I- um. <laughs> I feel like who knows? Because if he was in the picture with him, he probably did know them. Now that I think about it, right? They they had to be all in the same unit. There was a dude who got blown up by the football, which was cold. Oh, but also in the in the um Vietnam episode, remember there was like a kid that ran up with a fish, and then the the mom was like, Mm -hmm. "Get your tail back over here." Was that film? Right, and then. I don't I don't know. That was Jack. That was mm-hmm. after Jack had left well, that was after Dude got his foot blown off. And remember they went right. after they got ambushed, they went to this little village to kinda of like patrol the village and Right Jack was really nice. now I gotta go back and see if that woman is the same woman in this picture.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: he was well, we Jack all was want nice. To know. Like Jack is the nice, you know, nice, nice Jack. Everywhere he goes, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. But the other dude who was like the dude playing toss with old boy, who blew up, he was not nice. He was like, get that fish mm-hmm. out of here. Nobody wants that fish. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, I know you mad because you got your boy killed because y'all was playing toss, but it ain't that baby's fault. It ain't that boy's fault. Chill out but this is why I couldn't be in anybody's war and shout out to the veterans. I know your boy, your boyfriend's yeah. in the army. He's not currently in war. Shout out to that, but he's in the military. No. And so like, you know, hats off to all the veterans. Cause I, I couldn't do it. All mm-hmm. the veterans and the currently enlisted cause they are not veterans. They are enlisted. I could not do it. Right. I could not be the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless. You know, um, it's, it's you a, a lot that comes with Charlie that territory. Church. Man, Church. 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 okay. Church. Please,
1: please, please, <laughs> please. Pray. please, and Collect thank you.
0: Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now I'm now I am gonna go back and <laughs> try to see a, a TV sleuth and see if that's the same person. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so Mr. Robinson gives him more info after telling him like I don't know anything else, son. Uh, he right. has some kind of ch- he has a change of heart and gives Kevin a bunch of letters. And the episode ends, which means we probably should have discussed some other people first. But the episode ends with <laughs> um, Kevin getting a picture of his dad. And this Asian, uh, or this Vietnamese, the Vietnamese woman who has the necklace that uh, mm-hmm. Jack's little, what do they call it, dog tags? His dog tags and his, what? you know, army whatever. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it was some, it was some sort of symbol. It didn't look like it was a symbol. tag, actually. It, it looked like yeah, something. Mm-hmm. Look dog tags. Why are they called dog tags, by the way? as Report bet on the next. I'll ask. Of like yeah. <laughs> I sure that will. Seem are, are they like call army dogs dog or bags. don't they call them? Yeah, don't they call don't, them like army I don't dogs? Know. I have yet okay. to date ask a military person, so. Oh, just generally that not. I didn't know if that was some general knowledge. I guess I could Google. You go on, and I will Google right now. There we go. Okay. So uh, the next set. best and Randall, Beth and Randall, or maybe, you know, we love Beth and Randall, so we'll end with them. Rebecca and Miguel, Rebecca and Miguel. So, you know, we kind of already talked about the fact that Miguel, uh, you know, brought uh, Kate up uh, piano to make her feel better and um, sticks around to, you know, fix things. I'm sorry, Rebecca, and sticks around in the apartment to fix things. Like, you know, there's a, shot of him (laughs) on the floor trying to work out things with this refrigerator and I already felt like as soon as that started (laughs) because we're going to see a few more we saw a few more I was like oh they're doing this to make us like Miguel and it's probably I don't like
1: Miguel
0: I mean yeah, I mean that he made with Jack. Now, I will say this, okay? You can look after your friend's family or your brother's without family or your cousin's family their without ma- Yeah, yeah. That part, that's eh, that might be a little extra. So, I will say that. But, um, who's going to actually look out that? for you this as well? Like a,
1: <laughs> this
0: is a theme. This is, the this is a theme. Yeah. Those of you that watch Manifest, you know it's going on over there. Like, yeah. oh, my best friend passed away. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to comfort myself and comfort them by being, yeah, no, don't. Let's man, like you, I um, like you mentioned this the last time. Like it's probably a combination of duty. Like you want to comfort them, <sighs> and also, um, you guys commonly love this person who died so you, right. you automatically mm-hmm. have a bond you're already incorporated into their life because if you were like their yeah. best friends, you were already around so it just but still it makes on it easier miguel, to just like, follow them. i guess i can't hate miguel because he had some really good moments in this episode like so mm-hmm. i interviewed he one of the their writers. family. Yeah, I interviewed really does, one of the writers yeah, yeah. on This Is Us, um, Kay oh, Ogurum, okay. I think her name is, and that's going to be coming out on Essence. So if you guys don't know, I regularly contribute to Essence.com um, and I'll have hey. a, a chat with one of the This Is Us writers up on Essence. Um, and I was telling her too, I was like, girl, stop trying to make us like Miguel. <laughs> like, <look. laughs> she was like, look. She was like, look. Rebecca's experience of Miguel is different than everybody. Like it, she has her own experience of Miguel, and I was like, I know, but just stop. And she's like, It is what it is. You know, they ended up together. So whether you like him or not, <laughs> this is what this is how it happened. And so that'll be coming up next week. So look for my interview with This Is Us writer um, on Essence.com next week. But um. <sighs> I have been anti Miguel since he showed up like, Oh, grandpa's here and it's freaking Miguel. Oh, I know what I was talking <laughs> to her about because I was like I thought that they were trying to make us like Miguel uh two episodes ago when Beth was like, Oh, me, Miguel and Toby have a group chat and she and um mm-hmm. Kay, who's one of the writers on this is us, was like, Look, Beth Beth did not know Jack. Beth knows Miguel. Like she has her mm-hmm. own separate relationship with Miguel. You know, she has a bond with him. You know, as part of being outside of <laughs> outside of the the main piercing clan, so she she doesn't know Jack other than stories. And so, right. and neither does Toby. I guess all of them. The same. So like, like if mm-hmm. if if characters that we love, being Beth and Toby, like Miguel, how can we not? But probably because mm-hmm. we're privy. to we just don't like what he did.
1: It yeah. was just so well, jarring we know when he
0: showed Jack. up. Like, it, 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 was, it was just, right, we know Jack. It was just so, so jarring when, oh, now one episode, it was like, Grandpa's here. And we didn't know Jack <laughs> was dead. And Miguel yeah. was, at this, I was like, what the hell? What the hell? Well, that's Where's not that? funny, but that is funny. Yes, yes. Because we were like, yes, like growing yesterday. up Jack. And then Miguel popped up the uh, door. I was un- I was like, what is happening? And then we learned the jackknife. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> all that to well, say, all that to say, I right. don't hate Miguel after this episode. <laughs> My lord. Well, he he definitely, you know, showed up uh, in, in the episode, you know, by bringing the piano, piano by. by. He's trying to fix the refrigerator. Um, You know, we see a moment, and I guess we'll get into it when we cover Randall and Beth. But we see a moment where Randall, you know, was was feeling a little dejected, teenage Randall, and he was there for him, um, for that, and and sharing personal moments of his own. Um, We really saw him become Jack. Like, and I, the reason why I'm like I don't hate him is because of the way he seems to have done it. It's like. I'm trying, like, what would your father say? Or what would your father do? I'm going to do it. Not in a way to, like, erase Jack, but more so, like, to keep him there. That's how I feel. And, you know, if that's what the writers are going for, you know, I'm I'm kind of right there. It is troublesome because just generally it looks skanky. But, <laughs> but um, you know, the fact that he married Rebecca aside, just kind of being, you know, Uncle Miguel, if you will. He really did, you know, kind of step up and step into the role via these flashbacks, you know, that we're seeing. Kevin winds up getting blasted on prom night, um, which seems to Mm -hmm. be, uh, you know, his normal get down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so Miguel, he gets dropped off at Miguel's house. Miguel calls Rebecca and like, you know, look, he's good here. Don't worry about. You know, coming to get him and and whatnot, and so you just see him be that father figure for them, but not you know, like I said, just not in a forceful way or not in a way to erase what they already had with Jack. And so I definitely could appreciate that. And um, yeah. then there's you know that flashback of course at the end where you know Jack and Miguel are, are together and, and Jack pretty much you know asks him you know you'll look out for them if I get hit by a bus I think is what he said like you'll you'll watch out for them and you know it's almost like that moment where his dad said you know big brothers take care of little brothers he just was like yeah this is what you know this is what I am supposed to do. And it's exactly so. that moment and it's crazy yeah. because Miguel when I think they're like looking over um life insurance papers and Miguel's like Jack Pearson don't die
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <This is> another <laughs> foreshadowing moment. Jack Pearson is absolutely dead like yeah even Miguel doesn't want to deal with the fact that Jack could possibly die but jack is always thinking about the people that he loves and is like look you know i don't plan on dying but in the case that right. i do die i have this i have this life insurance and if i get hit by like i don't plan on going out miguel but if i get hit by a bus you got me you got my family and miguel right. is like ah. and then he shows up with his refrigerator Or whatever. He shows up to fix the refrigerator. No, he shows up with the piano. And then he sticks around to fix the refrigerator. And then Kevin shows up drunk. And then he has a conversation with Randall. Like, it just keeps going. And I think Miguel kind of settles into like, okay, my best friend died. So I need to look after his family because they are in the struggle. (laughs) They are in the struggle. And nobody else could do it because he ain't here. So I'm gonna damn it, I'm gonna do it. He's divorced. Cause I I think in like season one, Miguel's marriage broke up or whatever. Like he was a bachelor mm-hmm. anyway. He ain't got nothing right, else to do but right. go to work and fix the refrigerator. So he gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so I do I don't hate Miguel, I guess. All right, all right. Especially after we, we this moved conversation with Randall, hate. yeah, yeah. Especially after yeah. this conversation we, with Randall, um, damn it. I guess I don't hate anybody. Like I, 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 really did not even care. I didn't care about Kevin at all. And now I'm kind of like, huh, right. <laughs> maybe give Kevin a break. <laughs> give yeah. Kevin a break. So yeah. he's trying, and you know, I, guess I are moving could, on. Um, I guess that's, that's that's good writing. Shout out to This Is Us writers. Absolutely. So we wrap with uh, Beth and Randall, our favorite couple. And Perfect. Beth is getting ready. Yeah. She's getting ready for her job interview. And Randall's getting ready for his, it was like a meet and greet for uh, his run for office, for city council. And so they're like, you know, doing what they do you know, uh, uh, choosing she's using him to choose uh accessories and he's using her to, you know, tie, no tie, whatever. Um, but their interaction is great. She jokes with him like, Hey, don't cry. <laughs> don't wind up don't crying. Cry. I was like, Oh I, poor for red watching and I cracked it because <laughs> I feel like best reminds me of a lot of us who are mm-hmm. like we talked about earlier like are very strong we're very supportive if we care about somebody we're going to be there for them we're going to give them good advice we're going to try to you know whatever but like we all still joke jokes like when, <laughs> when they start talking wow. about um the little boy who was selling lemonade in the winter time his lim- <laughs> and his lemonade <laughs> <over>. <laughs> And Randall was like, "That was sad." And she was like, "Baby, he was stupid." <laughs> I hollered. I hollered because I was like, "That's exactly something I would say." Like, he was not. <laughs> who is selling lemonade in wintertime and in the winter. outside? not free, brother. Right, but, like, right. I cracked up because this is very relatable and real, and that's why I appreciate the fact that this is this writing team is diverse. <laughs> that's the point of diversity because mm-hmm. you've had these like voices that sound real because that's something that I would really say <laughs> or probably you right, right. do. I don't know um, yeah yeah but, it absolutely yeah, but, was was hilarious that <laughs> was definitely hilarious so you know that they're they're doing they're having their magical moment he's like okay no tears no tears um, you know she's gonna knock it out the park, get her six figure you know salary offer, and you know really feeling confident about it, not feel so confident for her, but like you know it's not like you know she got fired based on you know performance issue or you know mm-hmm. being insubordinate or something like that. I'm like, so yeah, you know if if there's an offer, the hardest thing you know sometimes is finding a place where people even need you. But if there's an offer, you should be able to snap that right up. So Randall goes to uh, that campaign event, his meet and greet, and it's at a local barbecue joint. Um, and he's there in full force. He's, he's Randall, right? He's trying to mm-hmm. uh, shake hands and kiss babies. And everybody's looking at him like, I'm just trying to get some ribs. And he finds out... <laughs> Right. He's like myself. that. One woman That's was her. like, "Are you? What did she say to him? I forgot." She's like, "Are you in my food or something like that?" I was like, "Are you trying, trying to eat?" Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, "We're not interested in your pleasantries. We're interested in this rack of ribs." So uh, apparently, his flyers, you know, advertise free barbecue with his name and, and maybe whatever else he. Wanted to say in fine print underneath it. So most of the people, if not all the people, that were there, were there for the food. They had no idea who he was, and they weren't interested. So I'm still there's that. I'm still not sold on this cheat sheet person. Like I don't. <clears throat> <laughs> she, she's like the one who basically you told me to get all yeah. right she's got all up in randall's face like mm, you might from here i like your daddy but i don't like you kind of deal um and i don't know i don't know what her deal is like shouldn't she if she runs a community center right like shouldn't she be able to reach out to the community better than duping them on free barbecue like hey come out Mm -hmm. for free barbecue and coming to hear this person speak not putting his name in fine print like she said a pharmaceutical (laughs) ad or something like (laughs) so what kind of community outreach person are you Chi Chi come on yeah well it might be what you know that community is dealing with anyway you know everything I mean we're looking at Oh boy, the 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 current councilman is dropping the ball on something, but he seems to you know have the love and loyalty of his community. So you know there clearly are some things that he's done well, and maybe you know that that more of that will come out. I know you know everyone had their individual stories and and kind of you know we love I can't remember what his name. Oh boy, but. <laughs>
1: What's his name? Saul? Somebody? Saul? William? Is that it?
0: Oh, the councilman. Uh. Yeah, the uh, councilman. Oh, okay. I I guess I can go on IMDb. Brb. Keep continue. Brb. So we go um, back to flashbacks in the middle of all this going on. Of course, you know we go back and forth. Makes us seasick. Um, and so Randall is going to pick up Allison for prom. And before that, uh, Rebecca asked, you know, are you kids gonna come here to take pictures? And he's like, no, you know, Allison's parents or her dad, you know, is obsessed with uh, detailing every part of her life. So, you know, or photographing every detail of her life or something like that. And so, um, you know, she's like, okay, well, make sure you, you know, we get copies. And I was thinking, uh, so now again, I mean, we were alive in no. This would have been nineteen ninety eight. This is all yeah, that yeah, That's why a part <laughs> of it. And like, over there, yeah. yeah. Part of this. <laughs> um, this is where I get confused about this is us because they are <laughs> they are our age, and so
1: yeah.
0: I don't. Maybe they do it differently in white households <laughs> because. <laughs> black you didn't people go see your kid off yeah black people going to prom we have a quote-unquote champagne party that may or may not include champagne um but it's mostly like seeing people off okay it's councilman right. Saul Brown you were right yeah okay S-O-L Saul Brown oh yeah, and I knew I knew that. I knew that dude. Yeah, I knew I knew that dude. He mm-hmm. was in Mudbound. He was in Mudbound, which is on Netflix. I have not seen that movie. I saw it in okay, Sundance check it out. with Mary, Mary J. Block. Am I going to hate, uh, hate people? Am I going to hate people? A couple, <laughs> but not not in general. You won't hate all the white people. But it's you not like hate some would. of them. I'll be okay. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. You'll hate the white okay. people in the movie, not necessarily all okay. white people. Because Blue would have all white people like everybody. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I was not so glad all. I did not see that in the theater. Till later. Know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, I need to RSVP. I know this has nothing to do with drunk watching, but that just reminded <sighs> me I need to RSVP for If Bill Street Could Talk, which was my favorite James Baldwin book ever, oh. and. Um, Barry Jenkins, who directed the Oscar Award winning Best Picture winning Moonlight was fine ass Cravante Rhodes. Is <laughs> his follow-up film is if Bill She Could Talk and I Have a Screening Invite. And I'm about to All right, it. Now. Uh let me we'll look make a it date happen. to see if you'll if you'll be in town. <laughs> oh, we'll <laughs> right. continue. Come on, gentlemen. All right. Right. Councilman Saul Brown. Okay, so uh, champagne, the champagne party. There was no champagne party, but I was saying I didn't understand why Rebecca didn't get in the car and follow that limousine over there. Now, of course, you know, being a girl, um, our prom experience is different than you know the boy. The boys do normally come to the girls' house, so I got that part. But the fact that she stayed home and didn't you know follow her i'm like two sons and you didn't go so you can get photos and stuff you're gonna leave that up to somebody else's parents okay but then again they they're all dealing with grief so that could be it as well uh so they get to allison's house and i think that was the first moment that i realized like nobody had met randall like i thought he had been to her house a few times or something, but maybe they it, were just going out. I don't know. It but like the, the mom opens the door. It looked like the mom knew Randall was black. No, you know what? Mm-hmm. It looked like they both knew Randall was black. But, but like the dad was kind of struggling about it. You know? Like it looked like the mom was like, Oh Randall And the dad was yeah, like give me a hug I can't, I can't do this. Right? Like I felt like she I feel like he knew Randall was black, but that he just couldn't pass see his, it? See his it together and take my daughter of off to Randall mm. on prom night for whatever that means. You know what I mean? Like I just felt like he couldn't do it. And um wow. poor Randall. I mean fuck. High school Randall as a as a person, <laughs> I wanna know how he mm-hmm. met. did we learn how he met Beth? Because it wasn't at Howard because he didn't go. Like, Mm-mm. I feel I like they might have was like. mentioned it. Yeah, was, was Kevin Probably involved? In one. I feel like Kevin was involved. Probably in season I, I one, but I can't. I can't remember right now. But Randall was yeah. having a hard time. Like Pittsburgh, I've never been to Pittsburgh. I know they have a black community in Pittsburgh because that's where august wilson is from and that's where his like 10 cycle plays is set in pittsburgh but like it seems like a very white <laughs> it seems like a very mm-hmm. white situation um so i can't imagine being randall in the early or not even early at that point 1998 i guess he would be that's what I was like this was 98 yeah Oh God! Late I 90s, say, make the turn like of we the new millennium. Went to college so long ago, but um, yeah, yeah. I don't have that I'm experience. I live <laughs> in LA, and I don't went to a very multicultural high school, so I don't know. I don't know. But um, the dad definitely had a problem with Randall, and he didn't go to prom, which is sad. Which is sad. Very sad, especially because he was dressed and ready to go. It wasn't something that mm-hmm. he, he was opting out of. Um, and so, his brother was there, like, Kev, and this is another. And his brother was there, and Sophie, and Kevin, and Kevin and that, saw, Kevin saw right. it. right? Right, right. He which drove you know, him to drink, was, right, or something. Something drove him to it, or like maybe that. Plus, right. his dad had just died. Like Kevin already was drinking, so he didn't really need a, he he didn't need an Uber driver to drink, but like, he, he got drunk. But I'm like, Kevin, Mm -hmm. in that moment, at least we didn't see on screen him trying to comfort Randall, him trying to like, you know, be there for his brother. I didn't, I don't know if I expect, I didn't expect him to ditch his own date because that would, that would be sucky for her. But like, and maybe we just didn't see that part of it because it was about Randall connecting with Miguel. Mm-hmm. Could have been that. Could have been that. Yeah, I was just thinking like, yeah, did he just let him go. <laughs> he didn't say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, stay. Let's, you know, we can all do this together. Forget her. Or, you know, anything. But like, mm-hmm. Kevin. It's probably me and Randall, like he probably wouldn't have he probably would have wouldn't have said anyway. You know, anyway. Yeah. He probably been like, you know what? Not it's true. okay. Go ahead. Um but at one point do you check on your brother? But they were all it's all complicated because they're going through grief. Like on top of all of their sibling dynamic, like they just lost their dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Right. All bets they're off really at that point. Absolutely. So, um, back in present day, you know, he's just trying to connect with his, uh, <laughs> future constituents or who he wants to be. And they right. are just not rolling. And the main reason is because, you know, he's not from there. And he mentioned, you know, that fact, like, Hey, I'm from wherever he said he was from. And, you know, they're just like, you don't understand what we're, you know, what we're dealing with. This is not your reality. You know, why are you even here? And it's really sad because, you know, of course, we know Randall, so we know what his intentions are, but I really don't know how he could have, though I did feel at a certain point, I was like, you got to pull up off the gas, bro. Um, I don't know how he could have <laughs> adequately <laughs> ex- how he wanted to be helpful but my thing is like some people don't know that they need help so when you even though that is your thing like oh I'm trying to help I'm trying to help if I don't think I need help and you're offering help or just trying to heap it on me now I'm mad because what you mean I need help you know there's there's a defense thing and I think at a certain point like you're saying the right word. But if I'm not able to receive it because I'm in a totally different place or I'm unaware that I'm in this place, okay. And so that's really, you know, in, in the other part of my life, um, you know, fails is a big deal. And, and that's one thing that, you know, I always teach people is, you know, you can't make folks buy from you. You don't want to shove things down their throat. You just want to show them the reality of the situation that they're in. Um, mm-hmm. You press on the pain points, and then you offer the solution, period. Like, you let people make their own decisions. And usually, you know, folks are not unaware of the situation they are in. They might need a little reminder. But if you're like, yeah, <sighs> you know, living in a house so? where everybody's yeah. catching the flu and there's always a draft, <laughs> like you know, something right. like that. Like, oh, yeah, we're always sick. Oh, let us come in and fix your, you know, your heater or something right. like that. You have to show them where they are and then offer of the a solution. He came in bulldozing like, You right. people are living in poverty. <laughs> this it is right. Horrible. Mercedes Benz, like, oh, Randall. And I Yeah. I wanted him to pull up. I was like, Randall oh boy. Is, oh, boy. He, his story is he doesn't know exactly where and it makes sense like he doesn't know exactly where he belongs when he has that mm-hmm. conversation with a boy in the end and he's like go back to where you belong he's like if you could tell me where that is <laughs> let mm-hmm. me know because I've been trying to figure that out my whole life like Randall is is a good dude trying to do good things for other people but that doesn't always win the day you know and that's hard right. for a lot of people to realize like you know, we're in a sorority. We're trying to do community service. We're up against a lot of things, whether it's the bureaucracy in our own organization or, you know, just outdated ideas and people used to doing things their way um, or, you know, trying to come up with a new way to serve the community. Like, you have to listen. Like, Randall is somebody who's like, oh, I see that the community center is torn down and, you know, people get robbed or whatever, like y'all live in poverty. Let me help you. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to help, but he doesn't realize one, you haven't asked the ways that you can be helpful. Like you haven't mm-hmm. <laughs> talked to the people in the community to see like what would actually help them or what they actually right. want. Um, And two, like you're, they're not from here. Like, we both grew up in South Syndrome. If some random-ass Black dude from wherever came into South Central <laughs> was like, let me show you how.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, you, don't even, you, I'm like,
0: <laughs> you don't even know what we go through here every single day. Like, you have no conception of the history of the community and what we actually want. So I don't know. I know at the end of this episode, Randall's kind of like, he seems to be giving up, but I don't think so. I really don't think so. Um, And I think maybe he needs to actually take a step back and start listening to what people actually want. Um, Mm -hmm. Starting in his household. (laughs) Starting in his household. I feel like Deja could tell him a whole bunch of things that he ain't even trying to hear right now. And we ain't seen Deja in two episodes, so it's time to see her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I miss her as well, which, you know, I didn't think I'd ever say. Uh, but right. <laughs> after she after she had her little breakthrough and turn around, I think she might be okay. Right. So, yeah, I you know, really, I really this pause, like, uh, on, a, on a very superficial note, I know Deja came in through, like, with the long and thick situation in terms of her hair. Um, she had some patches missing because she was dress pulling her hair out. But now she's on this, like, little short jerry curl situation. Like, I don't like her hair right now, um, which is probably, like, her hair. So I shouldn't say that. That's probably, like, the actress's hair. Because right. It's short and it's curly, and I, and it's and it's nothing wrong with her hair. I just like, I just want them to do something. Like, can they give Deja some braids or something? Like, make her look like a teenager. I feel like she looks like forty year old Deja who got a day job who works for the post office or something. Hale. Like, she don't look like Hale. teenage Deja who is, mm-hmm. you know not Footloops and Fancy Free because her life is not like that, but like trying to be a typical young teenager, like a typical 13-year-old. Right. In 2018. Right. right In 2018. Deja is not a Mm -hmm. grown-ass woman with a full-time job and a pension. (laughs) That's what her hair is telling me right now. Like she is a teenager who... Is newly into a family who got money. So come on, guys, Randall, Seth. get there. Beth always has braids that are laid. Well, most right. of the time. And then she, she toggles between the braids and like the natural situation. Like, can we get Daisy some braids? Come on, come on, pick her up. Indeed. Well, maybe they'll hear you. You got the end. So (laughs) they may actually go ahead and do that. Maybe they will. And so they will hear you. So, you know, we kind of glossed over um, the fact that the barbecue pit owners, uh, even like once everybody, you know, they were kind of up in arms about Randall's speech, if you will. They started filing out and, you know, he was left with the owners of the establishment and. You know, they pretty much told him, hey, this is our loyalty is to Councilman Brown. He didn't just save our restaurant. He saved our lives. And so, you know, you just see that moment where like you literally have nobody but Beth. And then it was really, I promised you, it was really only in the moment when she, you know, joked to him, well, at least you didn't cry. I remembered that she had a job interview. I had totally... And it probably he felt I mean, it was written probably that way so that we all would be just so heavily focused on everybody else that whole episode. Like we had the good news with, you know, Toby and Kate, and we had the breakthrough with Kevin and Zoe, and we saw the growth (laughs) of Miguel. And like right in that moment I was like, Shit, yes. What happened on our job interview? And then we saw that she actually, you know, was the one that that broke down into tears um you know just remembering her contribution to her prior uh, employer and you know how much they did together and kind of growing up there and i hope that she didn't blow the interview cuz you know corporate is i don't care you know it's like maybe the woman that was there might Understand, but but for the most part, and I feel like they don't care either. And I feel like like, you show—that's what best. No, I am just saying you show weakness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she was Mm. bad, 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 bad. You know what? I hope this is now that Randall allegedly (laughs) is putting this whole campaign behind him for now like i i do think he wants to do well and maybe being a elected official is not the way you know Uh um and then when he asked beth and she's like how'd you how'd you do on your job and he's she's like i was a boss baby like you know i do what i do and that is exactly what toby is to kate right like toby is always holding it down for kate beth is always holding down from randall we've seen him fall apart <laughs> we've right. seen randall fall apart we have not seen Beth fall apart in in this flashback many flashback to her job and like we start to see her struggle because i can't even like i've never had a job for 12 years i've never had mm-hmm. one job <laughs> for 12 years where i thought like i'm killing it I'm about to deliver the proposal. Is about to get like she had the rug, snatched from beneath her. Just the quickest way possible. She's the only breadwinner. You know, I'm sure they're not struggling clearly, but she's the only one who actually has a job. She gets fired from her job, and she's trying to hope. She's hopefully trying to bounce back to this other thing. She has good positive reviews or a positive reference from her previous boss, her previous boss, and then she feels some type of way of being, about being let go because you invest all of your time and your energy and your professional experience and all this stuff into your employer and to me, i like, these companies don't care. They say that they care, but they don't really care. It's all about the bottom line for them. And so Mm -hmm. the thing that has propelled me as an entrepreneur, and we are really not here to talk about that, but the thing that has propelled probably both of us as an entrepreneur is like, we got to look out for ourselves. You know what I mean? Like these companies don't give a damn (laughs) Um, about us as women, as black women, as whatever, like they don't care. So we have to protect ourselves. And I feel like Beth is, she's like, Oh my God, I invested all this time. And I thought it was all good. And now it's not. And even though she's in this job interview and they're talking her up or whatever, and she just realized like she's frustrated and it's a natural reaction Um, but after telling him not to cry, like Beth is always the strong one and the super witty one and not corny one because Randall is super corny and that, that just comes tumbling down. So I'm interested, I'm interested to see, um, how that plays out for the rest of the season. Like, is she going to come clean to him? If she told him she killed the interview. So now what? because we now we know (laughs) that she did not yeah she didn't yeah yeah well at least we know not until that point point. maybe she came back in and closed the deal but it's highly unlikely it's highly unlikely um yeah well i guess we shall see that is, uh, we shall see. Episodes four and five of This Is four Us. This is going to be another marathon episode. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. We might need to start yeah. doing two episodes, <laughs> one for reality, one for the anchor show. Yeah, I think we might, not do reality recaps because that could be a full hour (laughs) Mm -hmm. or like you know 45 minutes to an hour and plus we Mm -hmm. just start talking like we want to talk about all the stuff we're watching and we're we're only watching this stuff because of the podcast like if it wasn't for this podcast we would not be trying to like stay current Mm -hmm. on manifest nope. or a million little things nope. like those are great shows and we are really i'm trying to get my mom into manifest because i feel like that is her kind of show that is the type of show she mm-hmm. loves. if she watches episode one so my mom's in, my mom's an undergrad she's in She's getting her b.a oh uh,
1: yeah
0: <laughs> she doesn't have time for the fuckery in the tv shows um <laughs> But after her semester is done, I'm about to put her on to manifest. So I hope they get another. And season. that's usually what um, I do during like holiday yeah. breaks, summer mm-hmm. breaks. I I catch up on everything. But now I'm like, I'm current on every, you know, pretty much everything. Right. Because right. even because last you night I watched. talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's it's crazy. So. So you're like, you all are, for the love of drunk watching. Exactly. If you are NBC, if you are ABC, because currently that's where our two like favorite, I would say favorite networks are yeah. right now. And nine one one on Fox. And okay,
1: throw <laughs> them in there.
0: <laughs> if you are any network, if you are any of the major networks or cable, because we started out watching Insecure, The Shyest mm-hmm. coming back. Um. Be- so so we have we have a little time, so boomerang. I feel like that is perfect for us. The boomerang series coming to BET in February 2019. Um, Shout else out to Lena Way. Our, our fave, we love Lena. We always yeah. say that. Um, something else is coming to showtime that I just saw, but you know what else mm. I'm gonna get into? Maybe a little bit later in the year over Christmas time. Um the Deuce, because I heard the Deuce is really good on HBO. Yes. yes. Um Showtime uh, has on show. Showtime has another show that's coming that I that I actually just wrote about. I can't remember right now. But like if you are any and network, I, if you are any I have to company, catch up on Game of Thrones. Yes. You know, I'm I'm caught up. I'm, ready. I'm ready. Dip. I'm here. I'm, I'm I here. Got, I got left in the dust. <laughs> I'm here. April 2019. I am here. Let's go. Daenerys yeah. Stormborn. I'll be plane, ready. Mother of Dragons. Mother of Butterflies. House will we'll be ready. <laughs> yes. We'll be ready. <laughs> I'm here for Game of Thrones. We- oh yeah, I'm here for Game There are Game of Thrones has an abundant amount of podcasts, but we're going to talk about it somewhere in the mix. But like, I have never watched so much current TV in my entire yeah. life. Probably since I was a kid. Yeah. And 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 that's mm-hmm. only because of this podcast, only because we want to have actual and factual um smart things and current things and relevant things to say and we want to be in a conversation. So if you would like to sponsor us if you are some kind of advertiser or whatever, if you have feedback and you have comments, please send us an email at hellodrunkwatching@gmail.com. Listeners, we absolutely thank you for listening. We absolutely thank you for engaging with us across social media on Instagram and Twitter at Drunk Watching. Um, we are live tweeting a bunch of different shows. Just follow us. Follow us on Twitter because you never know when we're gonna pop up and start talking about anything. To be honest, um, yeah. Any final thoughts yep, yep, yep. for this week? Um, final thoughts. Well, I I can't wait to see what happens next week uh, on mm-hmm. this. Actually, everything. Um, you know, I'm kind of just on the edge of my seat for everything, right. but definitely, you know, for this is us. Um, it's It's a fantastic show. Uh, my aunt actually uh, is the one that suggested that I start watching it, and I was late. Um, Brittany had a press kit, and she was like, oh, here's, <laughs> here's, here's the first half of the season that you already okay. missed, and helped me to get caught up. And I've been hooked ever since. And my boyfriend doesn't do a whole lot. Like, we don't do a lot of the same type of TV, but he watches this show with me, too. So that, oh. you know... For that, yeah. You know, he's Aww. like, This is a good show. So, so that to to me, that is a, definitely a measure of a good show if it could bring the two of us together because we have, you know, different yeah, girl. I mean, uh, styles and what we love But y'all are very yin and yang about you Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You so we, we meet in the middle. <laughs> We meet in the middle for this show. So I I'm excited, um, to get more information. I pray that, you know, Kate and Toby's baby is healthy. Toby Please is healthy. It. Um, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, we'll see what, and more Miguel. How did Miguel get in the family? He wants to know. <gasps> <laughs> I feel like, oh smile. god. After hating Miguel for two (laughs) and a half seasons, like, y'all really Mm -hmm. about to make me be on Team Miguel? Like, I just... Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Yep, yep. Well, that wraps another (laughs) massive, I think, uh, episode of Drunk Watching. And we will see you guys next week on all of the major packs podcasting platforms soundcloud stitcher google play itunes um and the rest if you are a listener please subscribe to whatever podcast you want to listen to please hit the share button when we tweet about a new episode of drunk watching please engage with us on social media at drunk watching and if you have any sort of feedback at all or you want to send us a check because we want the check. Hit us up at hello.com mm-hmm. at gmail.com and we will see you guys next week.